Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Oh, you stupid fucking idiot. Because if you do that, you're going to split the country in two. Uh huh. And the Native Americans are like, well, this one time we're going to side with Canada because all our lands are up north there. So we're not going to break away. And then the, the rest of the federal government's like, all right, you're going to pay your debts before you do this. And they're like, oh, wait, yeah. we're going to pay the uh, that? that? Mm. Well, can we at least use the Canadian dollar? And they're like, no, make your own dollar. Oh, uh, tabernacle, <laughs> son of a. <laughs> Quebecois franc? No. Oh, oh, let's face it. By 2050, Canada is going to feel wonderful. That's, that's environmentally, true. that's going to be the place to live. That's oh, true. I know. It's actually it's actually heating up more than the rest of the planet. None of it's going to have some great beachfront property. No, I don't, you don't want none of it. <laughs> oh! You're welcome, by the way. What? I fed you that line oh, okay. by the spoonful. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 509. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. And we're here to talk week and geek. <laughs> And Canadian and world economic revolution and yeah. policies and everything else. Yeah, we, Jeff was a little late today, so we discussed politics for the last half hour just to uh, get get it off our chests. I just there's a lot going on. It and it it'd be so easy for me to get started again. Oh sure, I'm just so mad. And I'm so unbelievably mad. Undes- absolutely, as well you should be. As well, why you would you be mad be. because of all the hypocrisy? No, you, I can't understand, dude. It, dead Kurds. It comes down to dead Kurds. Yeah. Yeah, and the does. and the 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 willful blindness. Wait, I know. saw the GERDs in Home Depot. What are you talking about? Wow, I have GERDs sometimes. Holy fuck, you two! <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> Jeff's not even laughing at that. And the supermarket. <sighs> By the way, did uh, did and we? Matt get... likes cheese curds. Is that is that better? Oh, did we? Uh, that. Spoon fed him that one. Did Ka-pom, we? Ka-pom. Yeah, it's like Jump a ping on pong table. Come on. No, I apologize curds? for being late because. Uh, well, you know. Things uh, happen. Yeah. It's all good. Had, You're ha- here now. Had, had a plan. Had plenty of time. Plan got thrown out the window. Oh, yeah. That's how that's how life works. Well, when you have family in town. Yes. And suddenly your family wants to start talking to your girlfriend. Oh. Uh, oh sorry. And I'm so sorry. Starts, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Because it was supposed to be just drop him off, drop her off, come right back to the podcast. Okay. Should have taken 30 minutes tops. An hour and 15 minutes later, I, I really got to go. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so she's there with Tor goes right yell again. No, I, 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 I finally took her home and then got here. But, man, yeah. it was just, uh, you know. Well, they're lucky, they're lucky you're you. Yeah. That, that, that's, cause, my, cause, that's my code, too. Yeah. I would have <laughs> been like, okay, guys, I got to go. Honey, uh, I'll drive you home at midnight if you're still awake when I get back. <laughs> and then just leave. That was nice. That's the first time they'd met each other. So, well, yeah, you know, he was actually he was actually being uh, uh, inclusive. Yes, and very, uh, very. That's v- just the way nice. he is. Yeah, he's so. only he's only you know a handful when it comes to family. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was he sort of like podcast. I could talk I, to him. It was. It was. Yeah, it was sort of like where's the where's the 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 crusty. Right wingy guy that we we, we hear about. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, you didn't you didn't see that. Side. Of course, we didn't we didn't really talk. Right, the big P word yes. anyway. So I, I I've learned not to talk politics around him because when yeah. he starts to bring it up and I try to shut him down, he just well you know 
Yeah. I have my opinion. I'm like, oh, right. everybody's uh, the the steam starts rising from the if ears. if I can present facts to him, things that he can easily look up, then he usually drops it. So that's all. He's like, God damn it, really? Fuck. <laughs> I think he's just, those words exactly. I think just like that's that. just part of his vernacular. Now, now you would have liked it, Todd, because uh, uh, Delaney and uh, Jeff's dad got some zingers in on oh. Matt. It was yeah. Yeah. They, actually, they actually teamed up, tag team. Get, get out! Yeah, it was, they it even high fived. It was yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, they did. I'm glad. Okay, I, first I of all, where was this at? The Outback. Okay, I got I got a setting in my head. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right, we were at the Outback mm-hmm. Steakhouse. And uh, okay, I need to know how how do they zing Matt? This has to be public. Well, I, don't know, I forgot. Uh, Paulette Paulette made a good point of bringing up that Matt kind of opened himself up to it because uh, Delaney's eating and she's like, mm, I love food, you know, skinny girl stuff. Oh yes, and okay. uh, and Matt's like, yeah, I do too, you know. And so I made a joking look between her and him, and he's like, yes, yes, I know, but you know, hey, you and I don't want to have a wear off. A way off and he's like i just said that i like food too and she was um he said well he he like what, grabbed what himself the, and said i've been working on this for there a long you go time. I, i've been working and and she went she's like it's coming along really it's well. coming along really well <laughs> and then uh uh your dad said and it doesn't look like it's gonna stop or oh, something like it, that oh. it, it looks like it's it's got as a ways I'm, to as go I'm, as i'm cutting into my nine ounce uh steak <laughs> <laughs> and slower and slower and, yeah. and so we roll and he's like jeez it's like in stereo and paulette's like well you <laughs> yeah i'll give her fire or great <laughs> <laughs> it was it was funny and and by the way we're getting more and more proof that paulette's listening now because she oh, yeah Every time we get together, she'll bring up something from the previous cast. I got to watch myself. Dead. Yeah, yeah. Dead, dead, she dead. she gave him shit down. about critiquing Highlander. Oh, because apparently he oh, was. No, no, no. Listen, I was, <laughs> I was there. I was there. I don't know what the fuck she's remembering. That's right. I don't know what the fuck you're remembering. No, 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 no. no. I was there. I, oh wow! I, I will explain it. What she was upset about was not that he brought up about seeing the cables in Highlander. Is that he said I was watching and not my wife and I were watching. Ah, and I because when I said that, he's like, your your error was Matt. You didn't say my wife and I were watching Highlander. So she and she goes exactly. See, so, that's why Jeff's gonna make a great husband. <laughs> oh yeah, here's Jeff. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. <laughs> No, you'll no. just have less psychological bruising. <laughs> <laughs> So, gentlemen, anyway. before we go into what we did this week, a uh, few things. This is the first time I think we brought it up on the show with the date. Uh, we will be performing live at the Las Vegas Comic Book Festival. Yes. Uh, that's, that's on Saturday, uh, November the 2nd. So it's coming up pretty Come, quick. Yeah, like two weeks away. I will not be away. there. You will not be there. No, I will not. Oh. Why first bo- time hearing about it. Good to you, know. Why are you boycotting? Uh, that's right. Fuck this show. Fuck the shock monkeys. It's a Saturday. You Fuck should be there. <laughs> no, oh, no, you're probably no, no. working. I'll be in Denver, I believe. Let me just check my calendar. Oh, Hold on. Okay. Well, for those of you who won't be in Denver, uh, I believe we are starting off once again early in the morning. So I think at 10 o'clock yes. is our slot. So uh, so if you can, join us. It's going to be yeah. at the uh, library on Flamingo. Yeah, come fill our slot. I'm sorry? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> no, no, no. Den- Denver's the 22nd. I'm doing something the first, though. 
Or that weekend. <laughs> let me let me hold on. Let He's me. trying so hard. <laughs> He's trying so hard not well, to eat a pepper or something. Well, you know, you, you know what part of it is. Hmm. Uh, when I was going to do my thing on uh, Friday, I get this. I get this uh, call. Oh yes. Not even a text. I get a call. Hey man. You 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 still gonna do the Ren Fair thing? You're gonna go, and I'm like, yeah. Hold on, stop and, there. But I got a bone to pick with you. Uh-oh. Just from, we'll put that feather in that cap. So go <laughs> ahead. So he's pointing at me. Yeah, that's right. And and so I was like, yeah, I am. I'm I'm going. And he's like, uh, well, uh, w- would you like someone to come along? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You uh, yeah, oh yeah, I'll come along. Okay. Uh, would you? Like to like to go together? <laughs> like, yeah, sure, I'll pick oh, you up. Oh, okay, okay. So it's an awkward I, first date. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. like I'm about to I'm about to get ready, head out the door. Well, I'll get dressed real quick, and then I'll be ready to go, and I'll go with you. And I'm like, okay, you gonna play? No, no. He acts like he's a big anti D and D nerd. I don't get it, but he's like, you know me, I don't do that. I'm just <laughs> I'm just gonna watch though, and I'm like, okay. All right. So I played D and D with you. I. You know what, dude? I don't even try to understand it anymore. Just continue the story. So I'm like, ignore okay. this guy. And I'm like, okay. All right. Well, then, yeah, dude. Let me get ready, and you know. So I put down the phone and I change my pants. Thank and you. And then I'm like, I'm gonna put on my Geek Shock shirt. I okay. better let Matt know because I know Matt. He'll get in the car. He'll look at me and he's like, Why didn't you tell you gonna wear that? Oh, wear mine. So that's how I sound. I literally, like I'm about, Spot on. my my phone is in my hands when the Captain America song goes off. Okay. And I'm like, oh, a text. And I open it up and it's like, uh, yeah, sorry, Carson. Uh, we got to, I, I, I totally forgot about something and Paulette just reminded me we're seeing friends tonight, so I can't go. Oh. And it was. You went and saw friends in the theater? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Actual people friends. Oh. Because I know that was going on that weekend. We got to go see friends. Yeah. That's so, I, I, I could read text. that code. Oh, I, I, well, I, I, I'm not, I wasn't going to say that part. Well, you can. Go ahead. <laughs> He's like, fucker friends. <laughs> he was put out. But it was it was it was very funny because it was just like mere minutes, and then it's like yeah, I can't go. And because well, I, I just got into the driveway, so I'm still in my scrubs and everything. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and get changed. Walk in the door. Hey, are you getting ready for yada yada yada? I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> or at least it was at least it was that way. I kind of had a vision of you saying, okay, I'm gonna go to the Renfrew with Kirsten and her be like, did you forget? And just. Slash you to pieces, <laughs> but the bone to pick with you is. Oh, I, I, got, I got another thing before we go into what we did this week. <laughs> 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 For the Geek Shock, through Matt, Geek Shock Book Club. I don't care reading, about books. Okay, <laughs> we are reading <laughs> Horns by Joe Hill, and I, 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 I've been wanting to put descriptions on these, and I keep forgetting. I put a description this time, so here's the description: Ignatius William Parrish. Wakes up bleary and confused after a night of drinking and doing horrible things, quote-unquote, to find he has grown horns. In addition to being horribly unsightly, these inflamed protuberances give Ig the equally ugly power. If he thinks hard enough, he can make people admit things, horrible things, true things. 
This bizarre affliction is of particular use to Ig, who is still grieving over the murder of his childhood sweetheart, a grisly act the entire town, including his family, believes he committed. Ig's attempts to track down the killer result in admissions from the community, heartbreaking confessions from his own family, and one hell of a showdown. So that's Horns by Joe Hill. We're discussing it now. Uh, I finished it. It's the second time I've read it. I'll be putting up my thoughts on my second read here very soon. They made a movie about that, right? Yes, it's Radcliffe? on Netflix. Daniel yes, Radcliffe okay. plays Ig. Uh, I still have not seen it, so I'm, I'll probably try to catch it in the next couple weeks now that the story's fresh in my brain again to see how that translated. Okay, gentlemen, what geeky things you do this week? Went to the Ren Fair on Saturday. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Went by there to check out War Room Games. Sure. Your description yeah. was totally not accurate. No? Kirsten can, uh, you know, talk about it too. But, like, the double rooms and the tavern-like setting. Dude, it was a plastic table with plastic chairs in an open-air tent. Oh, it was I a little off? Yeah. So is the bone to pick with him, or is it that the the PR people As the made it seem Warren much more? Games, Todd, okay, 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 I got you now. He is. <laughs> How did I become ambassador? Listen, it is my favorite you talk game about show. it all the time. Listen, I do. It's my favorite game store. Andy is Millennium Fandom Bar. You are Warm Games. Oh, there. Wow. It's true. You know what? I'll there, accept that. There's an there's an analogy you can't escape. I will accept that. Absolutely yeah. accept that. And I'm the Funko guy. <laughs> That's right. You are the Funko guy. <laughs> We established that. <laughs> so, okay, was not the Magnificent Tavern setting? Oh, hell no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. But anyways. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Was the actual game itself set in a tavern? I don't know. I didn't play oh, the game. Kirsten, oh, why was the game play? set in a tavern yeah. when you started? Why, why didn't so, you play? Oh, we established this. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't so, play So D&D. it wasn't themed to be the actual tavern. The tavern was the game setting. Yeah, yeah, theater I was the thinking like ah. critical role type sure. setting and shit like that. Which would have been awesome. Yeah. But it wasn't. But not Maybe so much. next year? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was, yeah. It was. You know what Chris, it is? Chris, it's, that's what, Andy yeah. was out of town, so he didn't have time to create a set for them. Ah, there you go. Oh, wait, how, 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 like I wouldn't have had time I, anyway. I'm paraphrasing your... One room is they're selling merchandise. The other room, the second room, they're going to be doing the D and D in. I don't think I said room at any given yeah, point. Yeah, you did. Well, you said at one, you were like they're going to have yeah, the game. The way, the way it was described to me is that they were going to have the store on one side of it of their area, and on the other side they were going to have one the game. One side of their area. You see that? Mm. Might as well have been air quote. Like, you see him? Yeah. 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 Little eyebrow raise when he mm. said it. Yeah. I don't. What about yeah, your area, right? You know, it, it, well, it's <laughs> it's really funny because it's sort of like <clears throat> I consider just a little bit of collaboration. So I, I don't want to go quite whole hog as as Matt in terms of <laughs> talking about the setup. They had their they had their tables. There was four of us at each table on Friday. Yeah, three so, tables there, right? I think it was uh, three. They had two tables. They had two tables. They, it was all... Um, they upgraded Saturday then because there was three. Did they? Yeah. They might have had more people. Yeah. That, that, that might have been it because there was four players per table. And it was really funny how we sorted out. This is Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. Uh, there was. I heard it was cold that night too. It got cold. My toes were numb by the end of the evening. I came prepared. So I had like my zip-up hoodie and, Animal and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Oh, dude. When I was walking out, I was like, you know, 
There were a couple oh, yeah, places that, yeah. I was like, I bet they 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 had a run on their cloaks today because it got cold. And Dave Raider, what a trooper! He sat there in his t-shirt and ball cap. Yeah, Dave Raider was there. Shock yes, Dave Raider. Yes, he did. He showed up. It was really funny because uh, one guy came up to me and he's like, uh, "Did you uh, did you sign up and pay?" And no, oh yeah, uh, I was signed up by a friend. <laughs> oh, oh, you Todd's friend? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, all right. And, and it was... Uh, like, who's this guy here? Like, yeah, really, really. Because I just came in, and they were like, hi, can we help you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm here for the game. And they're like, oh, come right on in. Sit right down there. And um, then uh, then we made some jokes about being Todd's friend. and That's why you should. You know? And then Dave showed up, and the guy was talking to him. And I'm like, oh, that, he's another friend of Todd. And he's like, oh, okay, Todd's all right. And, uh, <laughs> I'm guessing this is Ray. <laughs> I think it was Ray, yeah. So, so um, Angels ball cap on? Hmm? Angels ball that cap. Indians. He will smack you for an Angels. No, he was, uh, Ray, actually the whole crew was uh, uh, oh, it's his- cosplayed up. Oh, okay. They were all in there. Uh, in fact, it, it was really, one of the funny things was our DM, Dwayne, did a nice job. He had some Renaissance uh, medieval shirt with these long wrist ties, oh. and they're flopping all over. The the he's, he's over constantly dice. having to hold them as they knock over figs, <laughs> knock over his screen. Not you know it was that was actually pretty funny. How, how long did how long did it last the, the total game? We went to four hours. Wow. We started. I mean, we started character stuff at six. Um, some people made their character. He's like, Dude, I've got pre-gens. And I was like, oh, give me a pre-gen. Yeah, I go to fight. I'll take the fighter. And it was it was strange because he, he, he made an archer fighter, which... That's unusual. Yeah, that's that was, in, that was weird. But Choices. I, but I was like, okay. So I was an archer fighter who... Who it was not a ranger. Who ran in with his greatsword quite a bit. I became the <laughs> meleeer. Okay. But Dave Raider was our cleric. Fantastic. And it was funny because Dave was like, yeah, I, uh, I haven't played D&D since like school. And so he gives him this cleric sheet. And it's just a wall of text. And Dave just sat there staring. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it, would, it, it made a nice point about the fifth edition system because Dave slid right in and he got a handle on what he needed to do and was doing it. And so I think. Uh, Great. He adapted really cool. The other two guys, one of them uh, had been playing 5e since it had been released. Oh. So he knew his business. He had, you know, his little D&D Beyond on his phone. Oh, wow. And the other guy was... Um, the other guy was old school D&D. So, you know, he just was learning and adapting really quick. So it, it all went well. The adventure was nicely laid out. We had a bit of role playing, we had a bit of fighting, and we even had a little skill challenge thing. So he kind of introduced different rules aspects of the game uh, in the course of the adventure. So that was a nice little setup. And we will continue on Halloween. Halloween? Yeah. I was, they're like, we're gonna do the second half in two weeks. It's on a Thursday. Uh, turns out it's Halloween. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I got a feeling not everyone's going to show up for that second event. Yeah, it, it'll be fun. It'll be the the losers who don't have anything <laughs> to do on Halloween. Uh, you so. get to come on. Like, I don't want to go on Halloween. You don't want to go 
anywhere. I, oh, you don't want to go Halloween. Oh. Well, maybe you should show up. For, I don't want to do anything. Like you get to a certain age and it's like, do you want to go to a Halloween party? No. Are you don't just a bit show of a up for this, Show up for the second part of the adventure. I'm sure there'll be a, a seat for you. <laughs> Dude, he d- he doesn't he doesn't do. Oh, that. he doesn't play D and D. He doesn't play D and D. That's right. That's right. No D and D. Except when he does. No blowjobs. Oh <clears throat> yes. And definitely no D and D cosplay blowjobs. <laughs> I just want to throat punch you so hard right now. <clears throat> well, well, I mean, it, you know. You can't because you don't like blowjobs. <laughs> so there, there'll be no throat punch because. Oh <laughs> yeah, we're not doing Matt that. Is so like, Matt is so that, like, I've so had it with this whole thing. Right. <laughs> Dude, he this was one. like that from the very first joke. <laughs> <laughs> he was done with it when Andy first said it. And Andy first said it just, you know, yes. so everybody, let's. Let's just remind everyone. Well, l- l- to be fair, most things on this show are to be blamed on Andy. Yeah, that's true. And and not arbitrarily, usually literally to be blamed on yeah. Andy. Sure. Well, Paulette noticed is she was like, uh, she pointed to Matt and she's like, you've actually named a lot of the episodes because of stupid shit you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, didn't know, I didn't know how to take that. I yeah. was like, wow. <laughs> and I was okay. like, well, that's only because Andy hasn't been here. Because Andy's always fighting for naming the show. Oh, yeah. He goes out of his way. You just yeah. see him. He's like... Yeah. He just... And he looks yeah. at Todd like... Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Good idea, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he definitely does. <laughs> it's looks, true. Looks at the pen. Is he writing it down? Is he writing it down? <laughs> so... But, um, yeah. So... Uh, but I enjoyed it. I got um, a nice tube of figs. Of uh, dice, I should say. And uh, figs... This part yeah. of your adventuring pack? That yes, uh, a box of figs, a little dice bag. So a fig, dice. Fig, dice, dice bag. That's a nice little adventure set. Yeah. So it was, yeah, I don't know how much they charge for those dice bags, but I'd probably say for the price it was $20 of merch. And then. That's it there, the black one? Nope. That's Jeff's head. Uh, oh, okay. Head <laughs> That's yeah. That holds earphones. Yeah. Hold on a sec, though. Earphones. I can get it. Yeah, I was looking at their um, their their dice roll collection trays. They had mm-hmm. a, a couple of the homemade ones there. I don't know if I would have bought them. They didn't look too uh, quality. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I dug them, and I like the uh, that there's places to put your dice to hold them. That was cool. Uh, but even more so, I like the foldout ones. But I mentioned that last week. Oh, okay. This, so this is the little bit. That's a nice dice bag. There was one I looked up, uh, uh, the dice tray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was on Etsy. I have to double check. But it looked like a hardbound book that you would have on your shelf. But when you pull it out, you open it up. One side is the dice tray for rolling your dice, and the other is storage for the dice, any other game impl- implementations you need. It was really awesome looking. Sounds great. Yeah, it looked amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was like, it. I, I don't know if it was actual leather, but it looked like leather bound so that, you know, it looked like a classic old huh. book that you would have on your shelf. It was pretty cool. And the dice were, this is a set of dice I bought before. But the dice... <laughs> Sorry, I have to explain. Kit has now joined us, and Matt is now sad. But yeah. he went directly to Matt. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he didn't even bother with Kirsten, myself, nope. or Todd. No. Nope. Went directly over to Matt's side of the table. And when I opened the and door. And is presenting his ass. There you in, go. Okay, now he's gone. When I opened the door, he's he zipped right in here. 
he didn't even go to his usual spot on the like, counter. Oh, look, there's people here. Yeah, he's like, people! And then he's like, meh! <laughs> yeah, so I got... um. I got some nice dice. These, uh, this tube. This is like the Sirius, uh, S I R I U S. Ah, okay. And uh, I grabbed the tube because they're slightly more expensive dice. So, like, they oh, were you getting got to, them. You got to choose your dice. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, or did the dice choose you? Uh, actually, they didn't do bad. It was really funny. Dave Rader was pretty much rolling ones. Oh. Yeah, he was he was natural one. One and natural one. Natural one. Heals the monster. I I had a game like that once. So once. But I will say, to honor the shock monkeys, the very last roll of the evening, when I got one shot in on the bad guys, he's escaping through the gate, I critted him. Nice. So Nice. In honor of. Yeah. Didn't kill him or anything. Oh, okay. But, you know, Just but, you know, but gave, hey. Gave him a lot of damage. Okay. Yeah. Shot I gave him, him what for? <laughs> so. uh, no, you gave him D4. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. No, 2D6. No. It was a great sword. So. Mm. Well, but not anyway. so great if it didn't kill him. Oh, shit. Yikes. Shit. Ooh. It's like I'm, like I'm talking to Matt or something. I know. <laughs> you needed that bastard sword. <laughs> it's a really I know. I just I just had a son of a bitch sword. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, so you know, thank you, War Room Games. Thank you, Dwayne, for running. Good to see you, Dave Rader. Um I understand that he went to see Joker. Fun. A- apparently the Shock Monkey page, Todd hasn't seen this yet. Our movie spoiler page is getting some uh getting some people joining because people want to talk about Joker. <laughs> okay. So I've yeah. yet to go see it still. Yeah, I haven't I, seen it. Yeah, yeah. Next week we'll talk spoilers. Yes, next, <laughs> no, next <one's> week. <laughs> no one here has seen it yet. Oh. Well, it was a movie my dad w- didn't have any interest in seeing, and you know, I could see that. When yeah, actually, He's been in town all week, so there. Uh, what the hell was it? Not like a was it? I don't think it was a neuroscientist, a criminology, some some expert on you know minds and criminals uh, was like. This a profiler? Something it, that wasn't the term used, but some, okay. maybe something like that. Uh, I got a more academic sense from okay. the term. Literally, like neurocriminologist, but I don't think that's what it was. But whatever the fuck it was, this this person was like, this movie could actually be very informative if you watched it in an analytical perspective. Oh, so like you know somebody becoming a criminal or something like that i don't know so oh great i'm gonna <laughs> just no is it is like no, kind of no, an like underway to, to understand to, how to, yeah, 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 a person would <laughs> descend into they'll, madness they'll find some way to spin it <laughs> you see him on no no i got it they'll send some way to spin it or something but who's they I don't know. Oh, the mainstream media, man. Oh, yeah, they. That's oh. true. The guys who told us to hate Trump. Or is it that the, was in the, one of my fucking lame, arguments. The lamestream yeah. lame media, is that the one I heard most recently? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Steve, wow. Steve has used that a yeah. few times. Yeah, yeah, really. I accepted a new painting commission this week, so thank you, Courtney. I look forward to painting your fig. See, so you got an airbrush, too. I, that was going to be my... Thanks. Thanks for oh. revealing for me. Oh. Damn, that's wow, going to be next look at thing. this guy. Well, Master. You, you, know, you did have it all over wow. Twitter. So. <laughs> I thought you already had one. I thought you. I swear you had one like a few years ago. You're right. It's that one. Oh. Uh, uh, Yo, you may I tell the story? 
No, I'm going to tell the story for you. Apparently. No, no please go ahead. <laughs> how do you know? Were you over or were you just creeping his Twitter? We lived together for 18 years, man. <laughs> yeah, but how do you know he's got another one? Or well, he dusted well, it off his, or whatever. His Twitter post was, I, I got an airbrush. <laughs> ah. And so you're, you're like one, you're like you're like you woke up Saturday morning. You're like, hey Todd, let's go. Oh, I don't live there anymore. Oh, let's check his Twitter. <laughs> Interestingly enough, no, I wasn't. Oh, okay. I, I I was looking at something that Swear Trek said, okay. which is one of the the fun, uh, group fun that, twitters, fun twitters that it tweets that There's I follow. Not too many of those. And then as I was doing that, I got a Patton Oswalt tweet pop up. And then when I went back to the main feed, it went right to the top. And the first thing was Todd's posting of, I got an airbrush. Look what I have done. So I follow Patton Oswalt, naturally. (laughs) Yeah, so do I. (laughs) No, it's it's an airbrush I bought years ago. I bought it during my more model, regular model making days because I figured it might make painting easier. Long story short, it didn't. No. Um, Big pieces, big pieces. It was a nightmare. It'd be good for terrain. Ba- ba- no way. I'm talking back in the day. Okay. But it uh, uh, turns out that I've learned a lot more about airbrushing since then, and I used horrible paint in in the wrong way in this airbrush. So naturally, I had a horrible experience, but I also didn't clean it properly. So that's the big thing yeah. I hear. So the reason I felt like I needed to get an airbrush to elevate my game is, uh, yes, I'm still working on that original army for that gentleman. Thank goodness he's very patient. Uh, But he has a tank in there, a venerable land raider, if you will. And his army is a very specific cold kind of gold. And all of the spray rattle cans out there for miniature paint are a very warm gold. So it wouldn't work. I... I tried, then I rebased it. I tried brushing it on. It looked horrible. There were brush streaks. And gold has to go on so thin that it takes multiple coats of brushing to get it to look right. So I know I'm that like, much. okay, I have the airbrush. Let's go ahead and actually learn how to use this. We sucker. have the technology. Exactly. So I brought it out, and it's a weird airbrush. It is that Tester's Aztec one that has that plastic body with the interchangeable nozzles. And that's why I got it, because you could do different kinds of airbrushing with it with the varying nozzles. There's one that does speckling, which apparently you don't have to work all that hard to do speckling anyway, because I do that by accident. There you go. That's I air, would figure that. That's an airbrush <laughs> joke. Um, <laughs> For that airbrush community out there. <laughs> oh, Andy's laughing his ass off oh, right yeah, now. Oh, yeah, right now. He's <laughs> Andy's like, I finally got a joke. <laughs> airbrush as a tool is fantastic. Learning to use one is a headache and a half. Because not only do you have to get the right paint consistency, you have to set the air compressor to the right PSI, and you have to learn how far to pull back on that action trigger on the brush itself. Oh, yeah. And it is, depending on how one changes, you have to change one another way. It is a constant, constantly changing variable in a very long equation. Now it's been a long time since I've used an airbrush, but does your uh, does your airbrush line from the compressor have a have the built-in desiccant so that you don't get the moisture into yes, your Yes, it has the moisture trap. Absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah, cuz that's airbrush, airbrush, airbrush. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did I used to do airbrushing in high school cuz oh. we were when we were in graphic arts, sometimes we would do stuff by hand or we would modify stuff that we'd done on the computer or done photography, you know, in, through photography. 
before we were doing printing and we would use airbrush and the airbrush was notoriously finicky just like he's saying if you don't get that paint mixture i think we used to use like 80 20 mix you put the 80 percent paint to just 20 percent filler uh thinner rather but you had to you had to stir it like consistently before you put it in the the little uh bottle for the spray and and if there was any air and new air compressors are notorious for getting moisture in them especially in the midwest where it's humid all moist. the time so yes very moist. moist so yeah if you got if you didn't have the the moisture remover desiccant yeah you you would be really badly off which by the way I'm going to build a whole fantasy culture around a priesthood called the desiccants. Because when I first heard that, I was like, wow, this is getting some deep shit. And I just <laughs> like the way that sounds. It does now. sound great, doesn't it? Uh, that's that's very Warhammer right there, dude. Warhammer, Warhammer, dude, Warhammer, Warhammer. Dude, it's, Warhammer. it's the desiccants. Oh, yes. Don't, don't fuck with the desiccants. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> said anything about... No desiccants. They won't turn you to ash, but they'll turn you to powder. There you go. The void, oh. the void shire desiccants. Absolutely. There you go. There's your. There's your. Uh, your. Your. There's oh, your. Name. Yeah, the void shire desiccants. No. Oh no. I you like that. Trudeau brown face. There's. There's your. <laughs> there's your, your. Your. Your warhammer team name there. Kirsten. Sure. You could be the desiccants. That's not a good name bowl. for an orc Blood team. Bowl. though. No. 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 The green machine is staying on my side. Oh. oh okay. Oh, he yeah, gets yeah. the humans. I get the humans. Oh, they'd be an okay name for desiccant. Yeah, they yeah. would. No, no, no. Mine are going to be the norms. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, how is how is your? <laughs> so after loads of YouTube videos mm-hmm. and I see a you, lot of trial and error, I see you picking up that venerable tank uh-huh. and pressing the trigger and putting a hole right through the side of it. <laughs> your PSI is too high. <laughs> it's 120. Turn it down. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, <clears throat> yeah. So the airbrush isn't just like a, a tube that you go into? You no? can, I guess. I wouldn't recommend that. Maybe just sit there and be like... You get some weird spidering, I guess. Ooh, spidering. Yeah, there is a another technique name. where they used to do that, paint in a tube, and then they would blow. And, yeah, I know. And, but, you, uh, you do it over yeah, your Matt hand. Matt hates it, and, uh, Yeah. Matt hates that kind of art. <laughs> but no, Kirsten, that's not worth Anyways, go on about your little airbrush. Your little airbrush. So many YouTube his videos. Airbrush, his airbrush adventure slash misadventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for he goes, and then I fall in the rabbit so, hole of uh, claw machines. So I after, like, oh, that's going to happen anyway. After a lot of trial and error, I finally got a beautiful coat on this tank, and it matches, and it's wonderful. I now have a new tool in my toolbox. Um, if you are considering using a, an airbrush for miniatures, I think there are two good reasons to use it. One, for base coating. Base coating, it is fantastic. It will save you time and money. Just line them all up and it's... Sure. But rattle cans can do the same thing. Yeah. Especially for priming. Uh, But if your base coat has another color that there isn't a primer and there's a lot that don't have that color in post, airbrush is a great way to go. Uh, and there's something called zenithal highlighting, and that's where you take the mini and you paint it all black, and then you use a white 
paint over the top of it as a light source. So from like a 45 degree angle or if you want like a top down, the, the, uh, the sun is right above them. And that way it gives a light map onto the miniature from that where all the white hits, that's where the lighter parts of the mini are and the, the black stays in the darker shaded areas of it. And it gives you a map on how to paint it. It's a great way of painting a miniature. So that is a lot easier with an airbrush. Mm. So if you're doing that, that's great. Or it's great for larger vehicles because, as I learned the hard way, hand brushing base coats on large vehicles is fucking hell. And it looks like hell if you don't do it right and the buildup of strokes just looks terrible. And you lose all that with an airbrush. Anything else? The, w- the regular brush is still the superior tool. I would say probably terrain too would be good for Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Anything that's going to be larger yeah. than, I'd, I'd say, a horse mini. I've seen several uh, videos of people doing landscapes um, with airbrushes. So they're, they're, you know, they're building the model from scratch, and you know, they're they're spraying on the the base coat of what the water is going to look like before they put the uh, the clear acrylic down over the top. It's really fascinating because you're watching them build this, and it's like it's starting to look more and more like a photograph of an actual scene and it's just it boggles the mind it's like especially when they start running the airbrush over there and you're like well i don't see where they're going with this and then they'll go through the second layer and you're like oh i see now just yeah. beautiful <clears throat> especially with when large you, i'm sorry when you back back up away from it far enough and you're like oh that's a van yeah <laughs> <laughs> that too but anything that has large flat spaces airbrushes are great for that but anything else, the mini detail, if you're really good and really steady with an airbrush, there's some great blending you can do with the uh. right kind of nozzle. But man, I am not there yet. I will be eventually, but I'm not there yet. Eesh. But, Eesh. but the, the amount of time you can save in using an airbrush is completely lost when you complete, clean the airbrush. Because cleaning the airbrush is a nightmare too. So yay. yes, it is. How much does that airbrush cost you? Uh, Again, I bought it years ago, but this I think the Aztec is still out there and it's fairly inexpensive. Mm-hmm. I think you can get it for like 60 bucks. And then all you have to do is the air compressor separate, right? Air compressor is yeah. always separate. Yeah. And you want it again, there's if you have an air compressor with a a water trap in it, you've got a decent compressor. That's all yeah. you need to go for. Mine isn't any top of the line compressor by any means, but it gets the job done. So, yeah, I learned a new skill this weekend, and I'm very excited about it. But, boy, I, uh, I earned it. <laughs> oh, I, I earned it. But, yay. Thanks, Base Coded. What else to do this week, guys? Well, I did something. Uh, my dad and I have this, um, this tradition where when he comes to town, we, we always do our little fries run. So, oh, uh, yes, we yeah. go to fries, oh. fries Electronics here in town. Oh, uh, my. He's not going many in, of and our, in and out. He's going, okay. Well, we did that too. That was the, that was the first thing. First thing got in town. He's like In and Out Burger, and I'm like, okay, because I have one right by where I live now. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we did our our annual fries run, as we like to call it. Um, I hadn't been in the store in a few months, um, and many of our guests will remember uh, er, er, guests. Many of our <laughs> fans will remember that uh, I had done that live stream of the uh, um, the visit to the Burbank fries. That's one that's all alien themed. Uh, so anyway got into the vegas fries here and it was a ghost town 
not just ghost town. There's oh. like, not like there's like there's, full racks of empty they nothing. Have, they have removed entire rows, and rather than move the other rows to kind of make it seem like they haven't removed rows, there's just large spaces in between the rows, yeah, and you can see that location's probably closing down. Yeah, it's. They, I read that somewhere. It feels they, like it is. They yeah. closed a couple of locations in like Northern California, and the unconfirmed rumor is that they are going to be closing the majority of the fries locations because I think they're only just now in still uh, in California, Nevada, and Arizona, if I remember correctly. But uh, the rumor is the company is struggling, you know, going up against Amazon and even some of these other retailers that uh, that have an online presence. And supposedly they're going to try to go more online because the last time I was at Fry's and they were sold out at something, they directed me to the to the website. They said, you can order it. We'll direct ship it to your house. You'll still get the promo code value, et cetera. So, but yeah, it was it was eerie in there. I mean... Not only were there missing shelves, but there was a barebone staff in there. I mean, I'm talking major skeleton crew. You you walk around for ten minutes, you don't see anybody with a, a fries shirt or a fries name tag. And then the ones that you do see look just completely dejected. Like they're trying to like ignore, like, like they're like, trying to get away from you. <laughs> no, they just looked like they Let me help you, please let me help you. Chasing down rats with a spatula. <laughs> Lunch, lunch. (laughs) But yeah, it it was, it was bittersweet because it was like, okay, cool. This is something that you know my dad and I have done for for years when he comes out to visit, and and then you get in there and it was just like it was it was scary, Walking Dead, scary quiet. I mean, I yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) Fries haunted house. Like there were almost. (laughs) You're just walking down DVDs. I was gonna say the DVDs. <laughs> yeah, most of the DVDs, were, most of the DVDs and Blu-rays were gone. Of course, of um, course. The one reason I would go, and of course, well, Best Buy too. I noticed that when I went in there um, to get my new monitor, they've gotten rid of all of their DVDs. Yeah, and and Blu-rays, except for that little section at the front. They do, yeah, they do the, the section of like the new releases, and then after that, they don't it. really keep any back inventory. No. But yeah, so it was, uh, it was scary, and and scary. there was. Well, it was scary because there was like no energy in there. Usually, when you go to the fries, there's low energy know, fries. People are running around and you know looking at stuff, and they were they were looking a little fried. There were, <laughs> there were barely any customers in there, and <laughs> there's the a problem. Crew. And I mean, yeah, I, really. I was just there like three months ago, like right before um, I moved into my new place. And, and it was like a fisherman's wharf, was, like tossing like chips to the next guy. You know, there were a ton of people in there <laughs> to the, shopping. To the customer, woo! There, there was a there was a line for the counter, so you know people well, were buying did, stuff. When did you go in there, Todd? That you said it looked like hell, wasn't that you? That was oh. me. Oh, that was you uh, and me. Yeah, all three of us. Yeah, and I probably was. Oh, in did there. you guys go together? Was that no, it? No. One of your things. Let's not bother with Kirsten. No, I went with Major Fine. Matt. Never mind. I oh, think, your real friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I went there a year ago, and it looked just oh, no. the way. Jeff then it was Matt because th- th- this was recent. You yep. were like, jeez. Yep. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, dark even, days. Dark days. If it's been a year since you've been there. Then it's going to look way different now. You should go. You go over there. <laughs> you should I, go. Honestly, you should go check it out. It's it's really creepy. 
when how you're feeling it is bad about your life, you go to Fry's and you feel better. And you get that associate there. You know, there's you a talk t- to him. <laughs> <laughs> there's a total wine right next to it, and I know why they opened it. <laughs> it was eerily quiet in there too. I'd never heard it that quiet. Like you literally could have heard a pin drop in there. So there was no no ambient. Uh, nope. Nothing. Well, because there's usually like a videos playing or yep. some kind yeah. of nothing. Well, they had a player piano there for a good long time. Yeah. When, when we get closer to Christmas, they'll start playing oh, okay. the Christmas music. <laughs> the thing I thought hilarious though was like when you go over to the little wall where they have the uh, the advertisements for the promo codes and stuff. Um, they have video boards now that run a lot of the ads, and they had the ad for the cafe, and. <laughs> It's right on one of the walls of the cafe. You poke your head around the corner. The cafe looks like it's been closed for about a week. So, I mean, lights off. There's nobody in there. No, the code is for the cafe itself. You can buy the cafe. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say the code was just, you know, pay what you want. <laughs> At this point, we'll take anything. <laughs> take take something, just leave a dollar. <laughs> There's a little, there's a little jar with a slit in the top. It says thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Is that leave? Take a penny. Leave a penny. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Anything else, guys? I, I was, I was playing a lot of classic WoW until the, uh, you know, the whole Blizzard until the China. controversy. Yeah. Until controversy. That. Oh yes. You didn't know about this? I knew that there was a Blizzard controversy, let, but I didn't know if I was confusing okay, let, it let with Let me see them. if I can get this one right, all right? Because I, I want to know if I understand it, so Matt... Okay, go ahead. Uh, critique me, okay? So... Oh, that would be critiquing. The <laughs> last year's winner of the Hearthstone. Yeah. That's the card game that you play on your iPad. That was put out by Blizzard. Free game, you buy packs. Very successful. Or yes, was. super successful. Yeah. And, yeah. And the winner of that, the world champion, goes on a interview program put on by Blizzard, and he called. This, this took place in Taiwan. This took place in Taiwan. Okay. And during this interview, he puts on a face mask for, uh, or like a gas-looking mask. He basically puts on the attire for the Hong Kong protester. Yes, much. and he's yeah. and he gives support to the Hong Kong protest, saying it's the, the revolution of our time. Uh, the two interviewers hide behind the desk, and then Blizzard <laughs> takes get- away everything from the winner. Yeah. His, his, uh, his cash prize is now null and void. They take away... He's not allowed to play the game for a year. Uh, he's... Whoa! That's not even the worst thing. Okay. They fired the two casters. They they didn't ask him questions about this. The uh, the winner, the champion, volunteered this information out of nowhere and And he fired those two guys. So this interview was in Taiwan? Yes. Was this like a Taiwanese arm of Blizzard or Um Blizzard Asia, I guess. Blasia? Blasia. 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 But yeah, it, okay. it took place at their biggest tournament, which is the Grandmasters tournament, right. and it happened to be in Taiwan at that point. Wow! Is there anything in the in the in the TOS of playing the tournament yes. about political statements? Yes. Well, that's what they're hiding behind. Well, okay. that's just it. There's nothing about political statements. There is a statement that says anything that the company deems that that you've put the company in a negative light in any way, uh. then you can. 
then they are allowed to take away everything. So it's real broad. Wow. Real. So it's not fine tuned at all. It's like, man, if we think you've broken this rule, we're taking your shit. And and did did the Chinese government, I mean, did this all happen like bam or did the Chinese government like hum fum? It was like a few hours after. Yeah. So it was quick. Yeah. It wasn't even like a Chinese reaction. Because it's, it's, because like, if you just went, what? <laughs> Matt likes said. the words Chinese reaction. Yeah. That's that's what it just the of. way he said it. Yeah, you know, Well, you got your New York minute, and then you got your Chinese reaction. <laughs> so <laughs> that was good. Oh yes, <laughs> I think we got it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, okay. So, but so, what they're okay. But what they're saying about that is right. it's because it happens to be about this. The, the presenter is Taiwanese. Mm-hmm. We all know how China thinks about Taiwan. Oh, yeah. And then a few days later, American university students did this exact same thing. And nothing happened to them. American university students where? Um, in America. Well, yeah. Doing the thing. For Blizzard? Did, yeah, did the same thing. For Blizzard. Blizzard, yes. It was the same tournament, a different, uh, different oh, tournament. okay, tournament. Same game. Tournament. I believe okay. it was the same, or Overwatch or something. Maybe it was Overwatch. They did exactly the same thing. Nothing happened to these American students. Well, yeah. So the whole idea of no, we 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 don't we don't appreciate the political whatever the hell the thing was in the TOS. Mm-hmm. It's a double standard. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people up in arms about Blizzard. A lot of unsubscribing. Unsubscri- uh, a lot of uh, uh, deleting of games and basically wow. fan protest for wow dar- daring to back a communist regime over democracy well, it, well, it, it, the pro- that's not okay they basically backed him over money okay because their new uh, mobile game coming out sure uh is going to be china's big money yeah yes china's big money it's going to be uh diablo you know don't you have a phone yeah, that, yeah, that whole yeah. thing oh the mobile well, well, china so they're betting all everybody. of that well sure it's it's like you don't hear a lot about china you know coming at them people working for marvel yeah mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> right. Well, that is the only reason they're doing that because what is it? Uh, of Blizzard's quarterly, what is it? Last year's quarterly Q4 thing. I think Asia only compromises twelve percent of their total revenue. Compromises. Sorry, not comp- <laughs> compromises. Twelve percent of the revenue comprises. Oh, that's okay. what I meant. Of twelve percent of their total revenue. Yeah. And that's the whole Asia area, including so, China. Yeah. So huh. that's even less if you if you think about well, it that way. Yeah. So it's like why the fuck? Well, see, I don't. I mean, I'm I'm like that's some pretty brutal shit. Cause I would have thought they would have just gone with "Golly gee, China, we're really sorry." It, it please keep in mind, this is not something you know. The the opinion of the blah 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 doesn't equal the you know, and just do some little blah 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 bullshit like that. But stripping him of all his shit, that's and firing the uh, the casters. That's some uh, yeah. That's some pee in your pants afraidness. So expect a lot of uh, interesting shirts at the next BlizzCon. Is, I guess, oh, I expect a Hong to. Kong flag and yeah. all sorts of shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hong Kong fui? <sighs> yes, Jeff. <laughs> Hong Kong fui. <laughs> big trouble in little China. All Indeed. that. We got <clears throat> big trouble. But so bringing it to, um, they're not the only China. company in hot water, the NBA. I, oh, I, yeah. I, I saw that. <sighs> It was really funny because I'm hearing people being asked to leave and shit. Oh, yeah, because the preseason NBA games are happening right now over there. Yeah. Um, they're, they've made it to Japan. 
<clears throat> so not mainland China. They've canceled all the preseason games and are now painting over all the advertising over there. And now the NBA is shitting bricks because uh, if China goes through with their threats, as they're saying, no TV deal, none of this shit, the whole cap of the league will go down by 15%. Mm-hmm. So that's a hard pill for the owners to swallow. Sure. Hmm. Sure. Maybe you shouldn't put all your ducks in the uh, communist government. Just, just a thought. Dude, it's, it's... I mean, we kind of have over the last 30 years. Dude, it's a billion, yeah. it's a billion people market that's, that's got the fastest growing middle class in the world. So and a hell of a lot of human rights violations. Yeah, and so it, you're, if, that, if that's your argument, then I would go. I'm in, not. I would go uh, India. I would go. I would go towards India then. India, India is now more populous, mm-hmm. but it's it's still a ways away from developing a middle class like like yeah. China. You you have a a large separation between the yeah. poor and the wealthy in India. Yeah. So and, plus but, in China, yeah, you have a lot of unwed dudes, and they need something to do. There you and, go. And India is not immune from the whole human rights violations thing either. Yeah. They're just not that level yet. Mr. Give uh, India uh, nuclear weapons. Or was <laughs> right. that Pakistan? Which which one? No, it was we're Canada. Not, we're not getting back Can- to this. No, 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 not. No, Pakistan didn't give India the nuclear weapons, Kirsten. Oh, really? No? Okay. <laughs> Oh, let's All do right. some weak and geek. It by a power generator, you Whoa! Skipping right into weak and geek. Son of a bitch! <laughs> Somewhere, Andy's like, and my brain pa- just and broke. And then Pakistan stole the plants. That's sure. how it works. Sure. I, you know what? It's it's how it always works. They they can do that reactor. Oh, can do's the company. Can-do oh, really? Reactor. Can do. Oh, that's that's <laughs> actually okay. Uh, you had you had to do a little Rasta there, but. It, it was you this, see man this can do reactor man this is a good use of rasta banana in explaining a joke folks is it because <laughs> <laughs> is there ever really a good use for rasta because banana? i didn't know about can do so i learned something if you come you, you, out of a listen. rasta banana having learned something ah. and that's what andy doesn't get <laughs> I'm glad we... Are you listening, Andy? Is this a Take NBC note. The More You Know moment? Is the thing going to go no. cross the sky? Dun, 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 dun. Ba, 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 ba. No, this is the Star Trek Troopers. Would you like to know more? Yeah, there <laughs> that's, that's closer. That's a little closer. <laughs> Sony has officially announced that its next console will be the PS5. Imagine that. Oh, really? To, to hmm. no one's surprise. With a release date for the holiday season of 2020. So... Basically, a year and a month from now. So, don't stop buying PS4 stuff. Sure, or not. Of some new features include graphics-enhancing ray tracing ability locked into the GPU hardware, and lightning-fast solid-state drive, as well as well, maybe not, Kirsten. PS4 backward compatibility. <gasps> uh, it'll. Hey, you do- know what has all this already? Oh, what? Except for the PS4 backward compatibility. What's that? You just get an emulator. Uh, PC Master Race, my friend. <laughs> The PC Master Race. Oh, there he is. What's the PC Master Race? Uh, hey, tell me again uh, how... PC uh, Ma- is that, isn't that the uh, the commie left? I don't know. <laughs> hey, man, tell me again how PC sales are going through the roof right now. Just go to Fry's, man. You'll see yeah. there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fry's. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you can build your own, or maybe not. Build your... That's what they need to do to compete. Build your own play box. Play box. So you buy a component at a time? Or the X station. 
that they're just and kind of plug and play stuff. Yeah, just and you just fits build, together you like just, Legos. Yeah, you just build a build your own. You console. walk in, you walk in, and there's a kiosk, and you order everything. Yeah. Oh wait, no, that's a different company. I think that's no? called iBuyPower. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. It's a different company. Oh. Okay. Oh well. <laughs> and you look at you and like what? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, the PS5 will double as a 4K Blu-ray player. Of course. And, for the first time. <laughs> and will allow gamers to install only, say, the multiplayer portion of the game to their console rather than the whole experience, if that's what you're looking for. Uh, the controller will also no longer have rumble technology. Instead, <gasps> haptics will replace them for Ooh. more nuanced physical sensations. That's that's electric shocks, right? Uh, no. And this new feedback will be augmented with the controller's adaptive triggers. That's the uh, L2 and R2 buttons. You These know. mean that the games can now tweak how hard it is to pull back the triggers, meaning that Laura Croft pulling back on the drawstring in the newest Tomb Raider can become more physically linked to the act of pulling that trigger. Uh, more information, of course, is on the way leading up to the holiday 2020 release. So wow. this is just a little smattering of information. What does this tie into the we're getting uh, GoldenEye? That's going to be a Nintendo thing full and full. Oh. That's, Nintendo Nintendo's, pretty much owes that. Nintendo Switch, GoldenEye? Is that oh. what you're saying? Yeah, there's, there's supposed to be a Switch Lite coming out that's supposed to use less power. But they, they, there's also supposed to be a... Last longer on the battery. A GoldenEye. A new updated yeah. modern GoldenEye. Modern GoldenEye. Why are you shaking your head, man? Because it won't be like the original. You're right, because it's a will. modern, updated. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just, why, don't, why don't you just leave it? Leave it, leave it. I, leave I, it oh, my alone. God. But that's, but that's just it. I think that version is available. I think you can go onto your Switch yes. and download in Virtual Console what? the original what, GoldenEye what you? if you want a shitty first-person experience. we can go upstairs, and I'll get my, my 64 with GoldenEye, and we'll bring it down, and we'll play it. What made GoldenEye good was that you'd had multiplayers in the same room right. same with room. split screens. Split screens. Shooting each other with the various characters and like, oh, I got you. And, and Paul always knew where to get the golden gun, right. so he was killing everybody. But that time has passed. No. Yeah. Because you can do that whole split screen thing with other games and get a better experience in that. Sure. The nostalgia for that game is amazing. Oh, Just yeah. like my nostalgia for the Ultima RPG series and computer games is the same thing. But I'm not fooling myself that they are dude, amazing today. Dude, no, I, yeah, I, I, you I know, um, a buddy of mine had the N64 before I moved out here, and I remember playing a couple games of GoldenEye <laughs> on it. it. And uh, it, well, I've been out here almost 20 years. Yeah, well, that's what um, I, I said. So <laughs> I remember playing it and going, "Oh, this is kind of cool." And then just a few years ago. You, I played me, it again. Paul and yeah, uh, and, and Raw. We, we yeah, we, we played it together. And I was sitting there the whole time thinking, "Wow, this is sluggish." It's uh, oh my god, that's what happened to not, me uh, when I set it up. I, I came across my old system. Yeah, uh, I don't know, five years ago or something. And I for shits and giggles set it up, and I was like, "Oh my god, can't you move any fucking faster?" It was <laughs> killing me. It's like, oh, I got to turn left. Oh my. god. God almighty, <laughs> it was so slow. Yeah, it's sluggish, and those graphics, you, you, you were so spoiled with the graphics in the current systems. You know, I'm looking at it going, yikes. Remember when it first came out? It yeah. was all so amazing. And then I remember looking at it, and I'm like, I, and I felt like 
Well, like Matt does when he talks about this kind of stuff. It's just, oh. I'm just so far ahead of this now. Yeah. You know, this is all so beneath me. Yeah, you're beyond blowjobs. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> let's just get ahead. Yeah, you guys are funny. <laughs> so, so fall, winter 2020, we're going to have the PS5 and yes. the new Xbox. Yes. Oh, the Xbox Seven. They haven't re- revealed the official name yet because it's still Project Scarlet, right? Isn't yes. that what they're calling it? Yeah. So, but uh, according to a few of the um, the hardware blogs that I read, the that's how they named it, right, Jeff? They 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 put the box on the table. Our lazy Susan actually, and, and they spun it, it, and they're like, "See what happens." Oh, six forty. <laughs> Fuck. The Xbox six forty. They get all pissed and curse. <laughs> Why didn't you? Why is that even on that fucking roller? Take that off and roll it again. Roll it again. God damn it! But uh, yeah, apparently the the game development Xbox hardware. Xbox 280. We're going back. Well, 280. It is <laughs> Xbox Seven. This doesn't make sense. But yeah, apparently the the development hardware is already in the hands of all the different game designers. So the actual for Xbox? yeah for the for the new Xbox. So that Was part is any- finalized. It's just what they're going to reveal, what the console looks like, and its hardware has not been released to the public. I think I read somewhere, maybe it was GameStop, GameSpot or some, whatever, some site. Mm-hmm. Didn't one of the companies agree to cross, um, like, multiple, let's, let's use uh, Call of Duty, uh, cross-play? I think it was, I know was it Sony? It was, I, <sighs> Someone agreed, like, if Xbox is game, we can do cross-play, I don't care. I think it Sony's was game. I think it was Microsoft and and um and Nintendo were talking about doing that. Yeah, Sony's or, been or, real reticent about doing yeah. that. Uh, and also I think it was um, PC players being able to play the same game like say through uh uh Steam or whatever and then play against people on the same server that are playing on a console. So oh, you'd I have wouldn't be fair at that, all. But yeah. I don't know, man. I I sucked when I was trying to play PC with the controls, but I'm I'm a lot better on the the joystick. So I well, that's you because know, you it haven't. just depends on the skill level of the per- individual. It has nothing to do with the hardware. You're old and you just don't have the Twitch well, anymore. Keep saying yeah, that. something like that. Keep saying it has nothing to do with the <clears throat> mouse, keyboard and mouse is the way more precision. Configuration uh, of the the keyboard. I tell with you right now, Jeff. I know you want to A W S D. Is that right, Adrian? Yes. Oh, okay. Wazdi. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I learned that the the two times I signed on to Warcraft. <laughs> 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 oh. But you're right. You're right. <laughs> Wazdi and mouse is is fantastic precision for uh, can't compete with for some people. No, okay, Jeff. Hey, hey, I just want to ask you. You're that guy that on the server. It's like, look at that guy. He can't even hit aim. Look did, at him. Did, Must be on a console. Hey. <laughs> the, the drone guys, what are they using when they kill people in the Middle East? Wazdi with a with a no, they don't. No. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> they they got they're holding controllers. They're using Xbox controllers, Matt. Xbox controllers, That's right? Made in America, <laughs> designed uh, in America, that, built, that in, might, uh, built in China. <laughs> built in China. That's, with prob- that's probably that, not true. By that, the way, that can do spirit. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they get the Chinese reaction. <laughs> Actually, so. it's you know it's funny. I say that too, uh, but something I came across the other day, uh, like something I bought, it said designed in the USA, 
and that was how they <laughs> oh listed it God, on there. Yeah. <laughs> Designed in the USA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that was that was how it, it was uh, that's, that's, it was printed on the actual mm-hmm. physical body of the the device. Ancient and Chinese it wasn't secret. In, it yeah. wasn't until you look in the at the the sticker on the bottom where it's got all the technical info, and then at the very bo- at the very very tiny bo- at the bottom it says. Uh, manufactured in China. How long before some uh, nose-up corporate ass bastard proposes, we need to get rid of that because, you know, we make parts in China, we make parts in America, we make parts in... It's really made everywhere. So, actually, we should just get rid of the made in China. I'm sure it's already been proposed. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. How long? Multiple times. How long before that actually fucking happens? Because yeah. it, it's so funny, like, when you see the, the MAGA hats or, or the, oh, the yes. Trumpy t-shirts with made in China. <laughs> oh, it I love just, it. It makes you want to fucking laugh. I love it. But, uh, I mean, it might not be that far made- down the road before the law gets changed to make it, you know... Yeah. You know, well, and, and easier also, for them to remove the it, manufactured mm-hmm. origin, yeah, from the from the device or 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 the product. Or I would I would go so far as to say mandate removing it. Yeah, there's like, a lot of things in these crackers, so why do we need to list them all? It just yeah, yeah, just make there it easier go. if we just didn't do that. Yeah, like it was you know like from Brooklyn. It's a fucking cracker. Eat it. <laughs> I don't like how racist this is getting. Oh, excuse me. I'm allergic to this, 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 and this. Oh, wow. Wow. We uh, went from racism to, to whatever the fuck Jeff <laughs> just did. I don't With know, the like, cracker. Was it, was it like feminism or something, maybe? He, the ingredients <laughs> of the cracker. I don't, I don't know. It's a fucking cracker. Just fucking eat it. <laughs> Ableism? Is that it? Yeah. That's what I want to say at work sometimes. I'm like, just, just eat it. It's not gonna kill you. I know, really, right? Look, nope. There's no peanuts now. Shut the fuck up. A pair of sci-fi series have found a writer thanks to a company's overall deal. Screenwriter Akiva Goldsman, that's the screenwriter behind the Dark Tower movie and Winter's Tale, has signed on Ooh. with MGM Television. That means the writer will write slash produce Amazon's Ringworld, which adapts Larry Niven's story about a 200-year-old man in the future Earth. And produce Aurora Rising, which adapts Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff's young adult story about a misfit squad under command of a recent Aurora Academy grad. Both stories are old school space operas, even if their origins are decades apart. Not a premiere date yet. This one tickles me Uh in, in the old school ways. DC is subjecting Jason Todd to the wrath or mercy of fans... For again? the second time in history. Oh, oh God, this not is again. Awesome. That is tickle-worthy. The last episode of the DC Universe series, Titans. Got a mm-hmm. Torgo tickle. Ended on a... <gasps> New segment! Torgo tickle. Yes. Torgo tickle! Oh, my God. I don't want to be part of the Torgo yes, tickle. Yes, you do. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> do. I don't. I don't Trust me. <laughs> I don't. I don't you, I you want to be the recipient of the Torgo tickle. Oh, I don't. It's you way know. worse than the Peter tingle. Yeah. <laughs> You know what's really funny? You know right now Andy is clapping and jumping up and down. (laughs) You can have one, Andy. You can have one. (laughs) The Torgo tickle. Lay it on us, Torg. (laughs) The last episode of the DC Universe series, Titans, ended in a cliffhanger. Jason Todd, played by Curran Walters, was dropped off a building before the show cut to black. Now, 
Whether or not he lives or dies will be up to the fans who voted in an official poll set up by DC's streaming service. Fucking brilliant. Uh, This not-so-subtle nod to 1988's A Death in the Family comic, which had fans vote on Jason Todd's fate after getting mercilessly beaten and blown up by the Joker. Uh, DC set up a pair of 900 numbers. Uh, If you're not sure what 900 numbers are, that was back in the day you could pay... I want 900 and then the number, yep. and that would charge you a by-the-minute fee. Yep. So they're making money on this. DC set up a pair of 900 numbers where fans could make their voices heard, and after over 10,000 votes, they voted death by a margin of 72 votes. That was the difference in that 10,000. Uh, the new poll is now closed, so you'll have to wait for the second se- second season to see which way it landed. I that is friggin' brilliant. Hats off, DC. So, so they're just if if they save him, is that gonna turn him into the Red Skull? Uh, Red, Red Skull. Red Hood. Red Hood. God damn it! Somewhere Biggs is screaming his head off. Like, <laughs> damn it, eighties! It's Red Hood. Boy, we're pissing uh, off everybody tonight. Well, yeah. Because I mean, I loved that. I loved that under the Red Hood story because that was like when I got through the, to the point where they reveal that it is Jason Todd. You're like, oh shit! That was that whole thing. I want my 900 number money back. Oh yeah, right? I know, right? That was funny too. People paid money to vote to kill a comic book character. Yeah, yeah. but and not by much. Yeah, no, 72 votes. Yeah. Which is really funny now because you said there's a poll, and it's like, well, did 4chan get a hold of that? We're we're lucky, <laughs> you know. the The answer didn't come up. Yes, no, North Korea. <laughs> Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, exactly. I love that. But the whole the, the whole story was cool actually because I was just like, how did they bring back Jason Todd anyway? And then you know the whole uh, Lazarus Pit and all that stuff. It was just like, oh, that. That's, they thought it through. That's yeah. actually kind of cool. Yeah. So <laughs> I was just having a Johnny Dangerously moment because I was sitting here. He's like, it's like, hey Johnny, what do you want to to do about that uh, Jason Todd character? He says, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, comic book Joker, I did uh, pick up this week uh, the new one shot. Age of the Rise of the Villains, whatever it's called, the DC's doing mm. right now. Uh, the Joker comic written by John Carpenter. Oh, nice. And, and read through that today. Uh, that's a fun little story. Uh, John Carpenter, of course, uh, usually has something social to say. And boy, does he have a little treatise in there on uh, mental illness. Mm. It's it's a well-designed story. I, I let a friend borrow it. When he gives it back, I'm going to read it again. I also picked up the first issue of Cobra Kai which tells the story of Karate Kid from Johnny's point of view. Nice. Legal move, kick to the head, should have won. Also a very, very fun and interesting comic. <laughs> Just want to say, Fucking it's well, been I'm worthwhile so hole. far. You know, I love plot that hole. YouTube video where they talk about, you know... It's is, a little snarky, but sure. It's a little snarky, but they make some valid points. It's like, you know, Johnny and his buddies are doing you know their thing, and then all of a sudden, uh, LaRusso comes in and, you know... Tries to you know be a big shot. It's like oh okay. That's an it's it's just an interesting perspective on how Johnny did nothing wrong. The story was presented <laughs> versus you know the actual events in the in the film. So you know 
you villainize somebody that really isn't doing much no. other than defending himself. Sure. When one of the first fights I ever got into when I was a kid mm-hmm. was I was at a, my friend's house and his neighbor was over there and his I can't remember what happened, but the neighbor got pissed off at me and started charging at me, and I didn't want to fight. I'm not a fighter, dude. Please tell me you did the crane. I know. I oh, I basically did what Johnny did to Larusso in their and first fighting when they're, they're at the, when they're at the beat. Yeah, and he just sidesteps him and he yeah, goes right into Yeah, sidestep, put the leg out and he got, and he goes down. Yeah. Sidestep, put the leg out and he goes down. And he, it kept happening over and over. I was like, "Oh shit, Johnny's onto something." <laughs> <laughs> Johnny doesn't lay into Larusso until yeah. Larusso punches him in the face. Yeah. Poor Johnny. I feel so bad for him now. Listen, he tried to clean himself up. Read the comic. It'll tell you all about it. Oh, okay. He was going down a bad way, mm-hmm. and she broke up with him, which turned turned him around mentally. Oh, it was her fault. The woman. No, no. It was, of course. It was not. <laughs> Johnny knows it was his fault, but he was just trying to make some amends, but she wasn't listening at all. So, Oh, it yeah, was her it was- fault. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Well, Johnny, I'm not angry anymore. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, angry Johnny, this is Jezebel in hell. <laughs> that's that's for you deep alt nerds. Yeah. Director Ryan Coogler, that's the director of Black Panther, is going outside the Marvel Cinematic Universe to bring critically acclaimed monster hunting comic sensation Bitter Root to the big screen. Huh. Kugler has signed on with Legendary Entertainment to co-produce a movie adaptation of the Image Comics Fast Seller, which follows a family of monster hunters as they gear up back during the 1920s Harlem Renaissance to tackle, quote, an unimaginable evil that descends upon New York City, unquote. Quote, for generations, the Sangreens have hunted and cured those infected by supernatural force that feeds off the prejudice of the era, transforming human beings into hideous monsters. But their heyday has faded and most of the family dead, and their surviving family are at odds between saving and killing these creatures. The remaining Sangreers must overcome the wounds of the past in hopes of thwarting an invasion. I'm sorry, Todd, you said something? <laughs> yeah, the, the the guys have found the food. Um, <laughs> the print version of Bitter Root lit up the graphic novel scene, selling out its first issue so quickly that it required a second run only two days after its initial release. The comic was also nominated this year for both an Eisner Award and Best New Series, as well as Ringo Award for Best Series. There's no word on whether Kugler or another director will helm the project. Uh, we uh, once again lost some people this week. First yeah. off, Stephen Moore, who played Marvin the Paranoid Android in BBC's classic Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio show, and later starred in Doctor Who's fifth series, died at the age of 81. As Marvin, Moore's vocal work on Hitchhiker's Guide brought a humanity to the depressed, super-intelligent android's metallic drone. Moore stepped into the role at the beginning of the radio show's 1978 debut on BBC Radio, and remained aboard the ship's robot as the robot through five seasons. Moore held a key part in Series 5 of Doctor Who, playing Eldane, a bevel, uh, benevolent Silurian who attempted to broker peace between humans and the ancient reptilian race. In a two-episode arc that pitted the two species against one another, Eldane, whose 2010 appearance came in the Hungry Earth and Cold Blood episodes, 
took the extreme measure of putting members of his own species into stasis for a thousand years in order to protect and prepare humanity for the Solarian's eventual reemergence on Earth's surface. Well, that's not confusing at all. Not at all. It's Doctor Who, man. Who? That's how exactly. That's how it goes. Who? Who? Right. It's bigger on the inside. Uh, also, we lost Robert Forrester. Yeah, that one was a tough one. He died at the age of 78. His no-nonsense demeanor landed him roles as authority figures like uh, Captain Dan Holland in Disney's 1979 sci-fi adventure Black Hole. Yep. Quentin Tarantino cast him as a sympathetic bail bondsman in his 1997 crime drama Jackie Brown. His Oscar-nominated performance led to a career resurgence, along with more lucrative film roles that included Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, David Lynch's Mulholland Drive, and Gus Van Sant's remake of Psycho. On the small screen, he appeared as Arthur Petrelli in Heroes and as Sheriff Frank Truman in Twin Peaks The Return. Yep. He also did a fair amount of voice acting along the way with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Todd McFarlane's Spawn, and as the president in Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, he's one of those that you just you spot him everywhere, and you're just yeah. like, oh, man, he's so good in that. Also in Maniac Cop 3. I think that needs to be God, I forgot said. about that one. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, most people have. Actors Clive <laughs> Owen and Julianne Moore will appear opposite one another in Apple TV's, Apple TV Plus's, a limited eight-episode thriller, Lizzie's Story. The series is written and executive produced by Stephen King and is based on his 2006 romance-slash-thriller of the same name. Oscar-nominated Owen will play the role of Scott Landon, while Oscar winner Moore plays his wife, Lizzie. Uh, Scott is a successful novelist whose passing leaves Lizzie grieving some two years later. She takes it upon herself to look into her husband's death, and what she finds out is chilling. Landon's family history is pretty dark and involves being able to transport himself to a land of monsters. Owen and Moore appeared opposite one another in Alfonso Cuaron's 2006 dystopian thriller Children of Men. Stephen King is taking the rare role of adapting and writing each hour-long episode. Interesting. That's a, that is a rarity. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, King does not adapt his own work. He, he really doesn't. Like, he must really like that one. Let's make sure it stays true to his idea <laughs> sometimes he completely distances himself oh from, sure and the, rightfully things so. yeah the things that get written that are based on his his well books. the big exception aside lately uh hollywood's been doing him a solid so yeah. he probably has greater confidence in uh, projects it has brought on the age of king yeah, yeah. what has doctor who who which king will wheaton New Republic Pictures has acquired the rights to adapt Image's Undiscovered Country by New York Times bestselling writer Scott Snyder and Charles Soule with acclaimed artist Giuseppe You did that on purpose. I, I, I did not give him that name. That's his name. And I'm not going to wear I it mean, out. I mean, you intentionally looked for a story with a name that you couldn't <laughs> pronounce. <laughs> Uh, no, Snyder and Sewell <laughs> are also attached to adapt the screenplay and will ex- act as executive producers alongside Kamunukuli. Uh, Undiscovered Country Where? number one Show me. arrives. There he is. There you go. Kamunukuli. There you go. 
Common Cold. Common Cold. I put it. Undiscovered Country, number wow. one, arrives November 6th, concerns a journey into an unknown region that was once the United States of America. Uh oh. A territory shrouded in mystery and walled off from the rest of the world oh. for decades. <laughs> Interesting. Nice. A small expeditionary force treks into the former U.S. in search of a medical cure to a humanity killing pandemic. That's not right. As they march inward and discover <laughs> shocking secrets of what America has become, each member seeks their own brand of truth in this undiscovered country. That's a pitch. That is a. I a, am November sixth. That's a. That's the week of, just after our live show. Apple TV Plus. Uh no, that was Lizzie's story. This is oh. New Republic Pictures, so they're making this one a movie. Yeah, this is a movie. And it's coming out. In Eventually, two, two weeks after we do the show. No, the comic is coming out two weeks after we do the show. Well, you just said the movie. No, the comic. Well, what's New Listen, Republic Pictures? Haven't you heard Undisc- about our comic? <laughs> if you okay. were listening to my goddamn shit. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know it's easy to get distracted by his mangling of people's names, but... Uh, well, yeah, I was... Hurting. It's all about... It's the common cold's fault. Uh, yeah, Nadia Comaneci's movie from the comic of... <laughs> I, what? <laughs> What, Jeff? I want to see the other one that you couldn't pronounce. See if I can... It was the same one. Yeah. <laughs> it's been one name so okay. far. One name. It sounded like there were two in there. You were. Well, no, he, I, was, I was just pronouncing a different one. Because he, he oh. was giving up. Or he was trying a new tact or something. Probably Sh- giving up. Sure. Clifford D. Simax Way Station. Way Station is headed to the big screen. The rights to the Hugo Award-winning sci-fi novel have been acquired by Matt Reeves' production company, Sixth and Idaho, and they're looking to craft a film to match the story's massive scale. Reeves, who's currently at work preparing The Batman with Robert Pattinson, will serve as producer. The story follows Enoch Wallace, the keeper of an intergalactic way station on Earth for travelers across the universe. After a century on the job, the knowledge he's gained from immortal beings proves to be a nightmarish burden, particularly when he foresees humanity's impending destruction. This upcoming adaptation of Waystation will be part of Sixth and Idaho's first look deal with Netflix, where they're also developing an adaptation of Animal Farm, along with Button Man, Idol, and Recursion. Now, when does this comic come out? Uh, I think it's... (laughs) It's a, no, it's it's a, it's a it's a novel. This was Hugo Award winner. It's it's a novel. <laughs> Paul Feig, I know that name, is writing and directing an original creature feature entitled Dark Army. Creature feature? Yes. The film will use classic Universal monsters such as Dracula, Frankenstein, the Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon, as well as original ones created by Feig. Dark Army is the second monster-centric project in development at Universal, which is currently pursuing a remake of H.G. Wells' The Invisible Man. So this is the new tactic. Mm. No more Dark Universe. That hurt. So So, here's a new thing. Paul Feig will save us. So basically, they they said, this name's close enough. Let's try him. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Let's hope he does better than he did with the last Ghostbusters. Oh, film. ow, Jeff. It's 
rubbing it in. Wow. Rubbing it in. Because they're, they're all women boy. cast? Jesus no, Jeff. it wasn't that. It, it's. I know, I know, I know, I know what it is. Don't worry about all it. Right. It's that rehearsal. <laughs> I know. That's, I, that's, I stop it right there. It's like when you hear him talk about his directing style for that film, you're like, what? Where the hell is he? The, he's on the staircase. The cat's he's, yelling at us. Oh, he's, okay. he's like, pay attention. There's people outside and they're stealing tires. That's what he's saying. <laughs> oh, okay. I speak anyway. cat. Last summer, he's going. He's, Basically, he's really saying, yelling. I'm going to kill you if you don't let me out. That's what <laughs> yeah, he's saying. Really, yeah, pretty really. much. I know. I posted about that on Facebook. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. These, these, What's up, kid? What the hell do you want? Kids officially become the, the, the fifth member taking Andy's spot. Yeah. Wow. He's really... Not much of a stretch, is it? <laughs> what? Yeah, he's doing the whole... Man. Water. Jeff, Jeff is salty. Yes. <laughs> Woo. Proper salt. My goodness. Let's give Kit a powdered donut and see what happens. <laughs> Hey, welcome back, Andy. Uh, oh, oh, uh, that's Kit. I'm <laughs> that's sorry. Kit. He just looks like Andy dove his face into a plate full of Coke. Okay, uh, all right, Kit, fine. It probably the other cats outside. I'm, that's just, that's that kind of meow I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it was hilarious before land, right? when when Matt went into the kitchen and Kit ran after him like all full of hope and joy. I get to go out now, and you know, Matt's like, "Fuck you, you." feline creature no i heard that meow that meow was you see that out there i want to fuck it (laughs) (laughs) yeah what happened to those uh his little his little harems that he had out there his harem that he had i I got no balls anymore i told you the story uh mal mal vanished <laughs> okay. Damn, Matt! Way to bring it down, Matt. On, yeah, on, yeah, on really. That was on that Stephanie, was, pretty much. That was. That wait, was, how many how many black cats do you have in your neighborhood? Well, this the guy neighborhood hasn't gone that far down. There's yeah, well, no. I just said because like you said, meow meow was black, <laughs> yeah. but I've seen yeah. like two other black cats. Well, well, nearby, so there's I that there's was. there's one that's kind of tortoise shell, and there's another that's got a um, a white chest. Oh, okay. So, but Mau Mau was solid black, and oh, okay. the last time Mau Mau visited was the night before we had that incredibly cold drop in February, and hasn't been back since. So I feel awful about it. I'm really hoping somebody picked them up, but okay, all right. I'm talking about Mau Mau. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, okay. He's all freaking out now. Oh my God, let me go take care of this. Before caddy, Matt, caddy, before you're Matt has a cry. Dude, are you sure you didn't bury his face in some cocaine? Like, look at him. <laughs> He's twitching. All right, all right, we're going. <laughs> He's on the nip. Last summer, Bloody Disgusting reported that Legendary Entertainment was closing in on a deal to acquire the rights to Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise so as to develop more films as well as a TV series. It looks like that did not. Uh, looks like that did end up going through because the outlet now writes that Fede Alvarez, the director of Don't Breathe and the 2016 remake of The Evil Dead, will produce the next installment in the slasher film series. Kim Heckel, producer of the 1974 original and 1994's The Next Generation, currently owns the rights to the IP. This is... This is the first big development in the story since last August 
Legendary wants to take a page out of Bloomhouse's Halloween playbook by ignoring all the continuity created since 1974 and create a direct sequel to the first movie. Uh, the last installment, 2017's Leatherface, was poorly received by critics and made less than a million dollars. That's harsh. Wow. That's really <clears throat> tiny. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> I wonder, was that enough to uh, to cover the gasoline budget for the chainsaw? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that was part of the problem with it. They... They used a uh, <clears throat> they used a power pack battery saw, oh. so you know they had all those scenes where he's like, <laughs> and then the then the the young girl's like, oh, I can run, and she runs, and then she trips. He goes to the the power pack thing, and he switches out power packs, and he's <laughs> and he gets her. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that totally reminded me of a haunted house that Todd and I went to one time. <laughs> I knew the story was coming. <laughs> It was it was a pretty mild haunted house overall, and at the very end, we got the guy chased us out with an electric chainsaw that was on an extension cord. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, wee, wee, wee. <laughs> and we're just like, what? You run far enough, you're safe. Yeah, exactly. It was like, uh, I don't think his cord can reach past here. That'd be funny if they incorporated that bit. He's running after you, and he suddenly. Bleh! And gets pulled back. <laughs> it's just so goddamn funny because they it's the only time. You. If you come over here. Yeah. It's, it's the only good. time I'd ever been chased out of a haunted house with an electric chainsaw. It's always been the gas-powered ones because well, they're you, loud and obnoxious. You know what happened. You know that you, there was somebody, oh, yeah, I got this. So I'll, I'll take care of you. And then, like, ten minutes before they open... It's like, oh yeah, my dad sold the saw. I don't, I don't. And w w what are we gonna do? And little Jimmy's like, oh wait, wait, I, I got one. What is? It? It's an electric. Just bring it. Just bring it. Great, Jimmy. You, you know that. You know that's how that went. <laughs> you just know it. Uh, based just... on the rest of the haunted house, I. <laughs> 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 I mean. You agree with me on this? That the rest of the haunted house was kind of blah. It felt like that That's was funny. that was. I think the haunted house was called Heartbreaker or something, something like Aww. that. Yeah, it's oh, was that, not one of Vegas's better that's excursions. That's so sad. That was back when we used to like every Halloween we'd we'd go all over town and do all these different haunted houses. You could back then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, then like, they went shoot, crazy. Like the first couple of years I was out here, there were like ten or fifteen of them around town. Yeah, we and and they were cheap enough you could actually do it, and we sure. did it. A yeah. whole bunch of us. And sometimes that you would have like one parking lot would have, have like three or four haunted houses. You'd pay one admission fee, and you could go all of them, and you could keep going in and uh, and and going through the the same ones again if yeah. you wanted. And now you pay seventy five, and you're yeah. You, you might get to go through one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, and they've been experimenting with go through as many times as you want, pay one price, but then yeah. I think they went back to pay one shot. And, you know, the Fright Dome is, is done. It's gone. Yeah, yeah. Fright Dome is done. Fright Dome. The smartest one that I ever came across, um, they had, you know, they had the base ticket price, but if you bought a t shirt for $12, yeah. you got to go to the front of the line. Mm hmm. And yeah. that was I thought Freakling that was brilliant. Did that because Freakling did that because I would I would bring my T-shirts from the previous year. Oh, okay. And the, they would honor those. Really? <clears throat> yeah. 
Because yeah, an early I Fright Dome did that before they started catching on and selling higher passes. Well, they they, they they Fright Dome when it took off, it took off. That was great. They were they were creative great. too. Well, I mean, that there. was the first time I ever did the yeah. solo walk through by your fucking self. Yeah the uh, the fast did you pass your mommy? stuff that they started selling at uh, Fright were you Dome. Scared? No. Oh. Well, now that Circus Circus has been sold to someone else, maybe they'll bring it back. Yeah, there you Who go. knows? And then the then the employment process will be the haunted house room. Yeah, there. You know, there's a haunted house in Salem called the Witch's Dungeon. It's been there for ages. The guy that runs it consults for other haunted houses. They do a really interesting tier system through to cater to families or people who aren't quite ready for haunted houses. They have three variations of one is a lit version with no scares. Oh, I thought I thought you meant it was lit. Yeah. Oh, it's proper lit. Don't get me wrong, as the kids say today. <laughs> but they so you have a tour through without jump scares, just the creepy atmosphere. Oh, okay. They have a second version where the kids or whoever would like one has a lantern to carry a light with them. And the, they tell the kids that the mad, the lantern is magic. So if they turn it on and point it to a monster, the monster will shy from the lantern like a Dracula with a cross. And, and then, of course, they have the third version, the, the full, the full no, scare. Yolo the, as the kids would say. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're hip. Yolo. Yeah, yolo. Nice try, Andy. Nice try. Yolo. <laughs> so, of course, the regular haunted that, house with a full jump scare. That's scares. the molesting house where they just, yeah. Okay. And I think that's brilliant. I love the idea. Wait, which house did you guys go to? <laughs> He's just telling his own story. Yeah, he just had a, have his own little podcast in the corner. <laughs> that is that is the, the magic lantern, especially is yes. a very good something that you can either sell to customers to protect yourself from monsters by holding it out, mm-hmm. and the monsters react to it accordingly. Love it so much. More haunted houses need to do that. Yeah. Well, they're. I. Well, they they need to also sell suits of armor for their actors. I mean. Oh geez, yeah. People have they started fucking posting, dangerous. People have started posting pictures of like their bruised arms and shit, where people are just. Uh, You're engaging the fight or flight response. And that was the one thing when I worked in haunted houses. Is like, when you recognize that in someone's eye, you just back right off because. Mm-hmm. Did you and you, did you honestly? Did you feel that 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 because I've seen so many people who will like uh, scream and jump and then punch. It's not like it's an instant reaction, and it's sort of like it looks like there was some thought going on there. Is this really a reflexive response or? I've I've seen reflexive responses. I've yeah. I've I've ducked punches for God's sake. Okay. You, you you jump out and scare somebody. Sometimes their reaction is to. See, now I would Attack. I I'd be all padded up. I'd have a cup. I would get shin guards. I'd put the shin guards on my upper arms and I'd get a fencer's mask <laughs> or something and just have just a it. Jason's mask with a fence on behind yeah, it. Exactly, yeah. you know, just a Jason's mask for there you That'll go. help. That that glance the blow. That that, yeah. that would well, be it's a hockey mask. You know, It'll be fine. I would be sort of like, uh, can I be the Jason character? You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I've and and the few houses that I've worked in, I I've never been hit. I, I've I've seen the reaction. I've I've seen a swing or two, mm-hmm. but I, I've thankfully have never been hit. Because uh, uh, Lauren has talked about that because he worked a few uh, 
in uh, California. And, sure. And yeah, he got, he would do, he did the, because of his like mime work, he would do like the, uh, you're part of the wall. Okay. Type of gags. And then you then you step out of the wall and people are you're just right in front of them and they're like ah and uh, he said that he would get he would get hit and it was I was just like I you know it's a it's a it's it's a proper surprise and in some ways you pat yourself on the shoulder for doing a good job uh, I hope the bruise heals quickly yeah really. I still say the scariest haunted house ever was the uh, one I never went to, the one that you were telling me about, the Christian haunted house. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> was oh. it you and uh, and Carl, right? You no. Yeah, yeah, Carl was there. Um, Big Black went to a haunted house. And uh, Anthony Mahaffey. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my lo- God. Local improv guy. Old Trek days. People. You, th- this is this is the, the trio of respect and reverence. Uh going through there oh yeah my god so i i've i've recounted the story i think more than once on the show so i'm not going to do it again but we basically went to a christian haunted house i knew what we were getting into the others didn't i'd learned about hell houses in the past sure i never had a chance to see one this was my final chance and it turned out to be my final chance because i've never seen a hell house since and if i saw one i would go to it in a heartbeat but that was if you don't know what a hell house is, it is a haunted house designed to scare you to Jesus. Yeah. Various rooms that show sins of man doing its worst at man. And then, of course, Satanists and all the things that they're scared of that don't exist. The worst room is the D&D room. Right? Sometimes they have a D&D room. Followed the, by the rock and roll room. The Satan room had the a video Har- game room. The Satan room had a Harry Potter book on the altar. So, <laughs> see, I thought the scariest part was at the end when they sit you down in the folding chairs yes, and then try to that is the browbeat part. you with the Bible. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the final room you pass before this room is Jesus on the cross and so you see who's taking away all your sins. And then the final room is a big, bright room with a lot of desks and little Bible verse things to give away underneath. I would like everybody to sit down now. I want you to reflect on what you saw. And and I would like to lead you all in prayer. And if you are not already, I would like you to consider devoting your life to Christ this evening to save you from the perils that you witnessed this evening. So please bow your heads. And yeah, and they, and they lead you in prayer and you're like, oh, fuck me. And <laughs> Didn't Carl freak out or something? Oh, no, no. It got better. It, it got, got better because the final room, there's a final room after that. Oh, really? Yes. That is the room the hat. where it has the most actors because that is the church people that are there to intercept you one on one to bring you to Christ. Because mm. you just had the room preacher versus the room of 10. Right. Now it is a room of one-on-one, room of 10 versus room of 10, and you have to escape and get a touchdown by escaping through the room. <laughs> uh, if I remember right, Carl threw up his phone and said, oh, I have to take this. This is my kids. I have to I have to go now. Mahaffey, on the other hand, engaged. Oh, Mahaffey would. Yeah, he's, and, and, he's and therefore guy. tried to deconfert them at, at the same time. So, <laughs> And me, I just went to the punch and grabbed as many chick tracks as I could. <laughs> and and that was when we came up with the fine idea of uh, dressing up the next day as all converted Christians, Mahaffey in a full white suit, and we handed out chick tracks to our fellow employees at Star Trek The Experience <laughs> as newly saved individuals. So Hell Houses. There's a great documentary out there called Hell House. Yep. Check it out. 
it's 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 marks that moment because I don't think Hell Houses really exist anymore. Not even I don't know. In they, the, they probably got trolled too much. Probably. <clears throat> well, you showed me that that documentary. It sure. was freaking it's amazing. amazing. It's a yeah. great documentary. But yeah, the Hell Houses. God, I'm so glad we witnessed that. My God. Wow. I, I have to admit the the three of you, of all people. <laughs> I'm the line good. was long too, but it also helps that it's a free haunted house. Yeah. <laughs> oh. ah. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Christian no, charity. The price of your soul. <laughs> yeah. You're telling me. <clears throat> That's funny. Ha, jokes on them. I'm a ginger. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, with the what the most offensive room was collection plate room. The gay guy oh. that was dying of AIDS. And knew he was, but was going to go back, get back at people by spraying his blood on people. And he had a syringe full of water that he sprayed uh. on the crowd. Absolutely gross. Completely awful, awful, awful. Yep. Wow. Are you serious? I'm absolutely serious. Holy. That was a room in here. And on the wall, there was a poster for Rainbow Coalition. So they obviously had no idea what the Rainbow Coalition was. So Sad. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Put on by the Potter's House, a, a local uber Christian group oh, that, I, is, that is still around in Las Vegas. I've uh, I've gotten and a hand, handout from them once or twice. You got a handy from them? That was very nice of them. Yeah. I, I would go to a church for a handy from mm-hmm. them. Well, they're they're trying new techniques <laughs> since the Hell Houses. It's now Handy House. So you move from room to room. Oh wow! Yeah. What happens in the second room? Well. She's prettier. Oh. So then you're like, well, what's the third room going to be like? And she's prettier. And you're just like, okay, now how about the fourth room? I know you're going with this. <laughs> keep it going. Keep it going. Because I went to the last room. Oh my God. I want to see if I'm right. Go. I, I got one, two in my head, too. So, I'm. Oh so yeah. yeah that's you same, two. Same. We're, it was we're so marking funny. our bets. No, come on. It was, it, it was so, looking at the two of you, and, and both of you were just <laughs> to go jeff is just like i'm just gonna sit here and see where this goes and you two are all like oh yeah so <laughs> no i got nothing oh <laughs> come on not fair not fair Kay. <laughs> see i thought you were gonna say fourth room you find it's a it's the dorian gray style setup with the painting and she starts rapidly aging in front of you wow that what you were jeff was go? giving me a lot of credit yeah i guess so <laughs> What, how do you think it was going to end, Matt? Preacher in the last room. Oh, I thought it was going to end at the milking machine that doesn't stop until it gets 100 gallons. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oldie but goodie, folks. You know, oldie but goodie. A little, it's a little... Mary, I'm dry! Just a little... Keep it draining them. <laughs> it's a uh, latex Mary Magdalene, and but it's, it's, it's at the right height, flat head to rest your drink on, and Jesus fucking Christ! Flathead to rest your drink. On. Wow, I love it. Oh. I, love it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that one. There you go. So, uh, all right, well, I'm gonna keep this <laughs> conversation going where it was before. Um, <laughs> so yeah, handy what, houses. Aside from the handy house, house oh. what is the scariest haunted house you guys have been through? Hmm. I was never really a fan of haunted houses. Okay, so you, that's that's Nick's no, for you. You got yeah. nothing. I wasn't really a fan of doing anything horror related. Matt, it's you're not, not a fan so, of doing anything. Period. No, no, it's it's not so later <laughs> in life where I actually started appreciating horror. But I guess oh, okay. I was. I don't know. I, scary. 
I never really got scared in them because I was just fascinated with yeah. the creativity of some of them. That was Screamers. Just, yeah. Uh, wasn't there a period where, I mean, a bunch of us Trek people, there was this little group, uh, theater people, they did something they called Screamers. And they actually had very, very inventive haunted houses. In fact, I think I remember discussing them with uh, the guy who <clears throat> does Freakling, and he said they sort of they sort of made him, you know, made them up their game a bit, because this was the type of thing where, you know, you had the ceiling coming down, and they really pushed things. So you had the ceiling like come, you were like. This damn, is not going to stop. Th you were damn near two feet off the floor because because uh, that one you had to find the door out. And we were ah. so busy panicking, and we went with Chad Randall. Chad oh, yes. was a former lead supervisor at Trek, and Chad loved haunted houses, but they did in fact scare the living shit out of him. Yeah, the first did. time I went through a haunted house with Chad. I thought he was having fun and fucking around because he was literally screaming, God damn it. Oh, fuck. And <laughs> yeah. And I thought, oh, he's really getting. And it's I, like, I thought I thought the same thing, too. You do. I thought, you do. yeah, he just you're he's, just like he is. He is diving in this head. For, no, he was drowning <laughs> and he was going down for the third time. And it was strange because he loved going through them, but they scared the motherfucking bejesus out of him. And we would always put him up front. And he would march through. Oh, you guys are such good friends. Yeah. <laughs> and Screamers, they were great because they interacted with us. Are they still around? Uh, no. 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 They totally vanished. But the, the, their, their, their actors would interact with us. And uh, um, we, we would start going through. And you could tell that they were reacting to, like, Chad. Because they would, they would start to focus on him. And they would start to interact with him. And uh, then they'd start repeating stuff back to us. Um, <laughs> there was this one section we went through. Uh, they did real nice effects, too. And there was this one thing, this girl, they had a really nice setup. It looked like a, a window of a house surrounded by a garden. And there was this kind of foggy, fog last uh, window. And this girl was pressed up against it. And she's like pounding on it. Help me. Help me get out. Help me. And we're moving through. And she's like, help me. And as we're getting towards the end, Biggs is like, well, gee, guys, maybe we should have helped her. <laughs> and so we're all laughing. But then for the rest of the house, as we're walking through, people are pounding on the walls. You should have fucking helped her. You should have helped her. You know, and stuff like that. Nice. So they were totally reacting to us. We we gave them, we gave them applause, uh, and then we bought tickets and went back through again because they were they were top notch. They really did a wonderful job. But it, I wouldn't call it. I, I, I'm like Lee Jeff. I've never really been scared, maybe occasionally creeped out, but really I've just, when it's a really well done house, when it's done well, yeah, you really got to appreciate it. I still remember the first time we did, um, they did the uh, glass floor with the mirror reflection, oh, yeah. so it looks like a pit, yeah. and you have to grab a rope and swing across. Because we were all like, what the fuck is this? And we're totally forgetting that we're in a goddamn chain of trailers. Yeah. <laughs> sure. There is no fucking pit. 
Yeah, but you, here we not, are. You're not more than a couple feet yeah, off the ground. Yeah, but we're like, get the rope, get the rope. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Although I will say, actually, uh, Freakling did do one. The the mirror trick gag reminded me. They did do one where you enter the final hallway, and it's usually a run hallway where you're going to run out. And you're talking to someone sitting in a chair, <clears throat> and he's not actually in a chair. He's actually hanging from the ceiling, but he's reflected on a mirror. And what he does is he throws himself forward at the last minute, and suddenly he's flying at you from the ceiling. It's an amazing effect. That actually, I will admit, that was good because not expecting that at all. And suddenly he's just coming at you, and you're like, what the fuck? That was one of the houses <clears throat> I worked in. Okay, yeah. yeah. That was the last house I worked in, in fact. Mm -hmm. I, what, I, I won't say it was scary per se, but uh, one of the things I thought was the most creative is uh, uh, Todd and I went to a, uh, a haunted house. Uh, it was a haunted hotel in Gaslamp, San Diego one time. And uh, when you go in, they, they, they have these stairs that go down. So you're like going down to the basement of this hotel. And they had a lot of rooms that clearly had a lot of work put into them but the one that stands out is there's a room you go into where uh big like almost like big uh medicine bags you know that you would box against hanging from the ceiling so these big heavy things are hanging from the ceiling and the floor was moving and it's not like you know when you're in a small room where it's just it, it, we're talking this is a large room and the floor is moving so much so it's really difficult to maintain your balance like fun because moving yeah because you're you're banging into these these big pillars hanging from the ceiling they're heavy so they don't really move easily so it's it's like a maze with no fixed walls you're just trying to make your way through this room and it was I, I got to the other side finally and you get out the door and I was like wow that was tougher than anything I've ever done in a haunted house because you know you have that the typical when you're in the quote-unquote meat locker and there's bodies right. hanging from the, the ceiling in the plastic which is what I immediately thought of well that's that's what I thought it was at first but then when you get in there you're like oh no this is you have to get to the other side of the room yeah and they're making it really difficult because, like I said, it wasn't just moving gently. It was moving pretty pretty good back and forth and side to side. So you're trying to walk, and it's almost as if you're being pushed backwards. It was, it that, was great. I, I loved it. Like one of the they, – they do the, the fuck you with perspective yeah. always where you're walking and you're getting crunched, but it doesn't look like you should be and everything is just yeah. fucking weird. That those have been good. Um, there was a. It was really funny. There was somebody who did a 3D house, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh, they did it one year, and I guess they decided it wasn't worth their money, or they went into collaboration with Little Darlings. So we had the the adult X-rated house, but they had right. a ton of the 3D stuff. And it was hilarious because a lot of it was the girls, you know, painted up and like their boobs were in the foreground paint and, you know, whatever's in the background and stuff. And some of the girls were hilarious. Uh, a friend of mine just absolutely lost his shit and could not stop laughing because one girl came up to me and she was just like, you son of a bitch, cocksucking motherfucker. And she just goes off. Yeah, and she's going off on me, and he just starts laughing because he thought it was so funny that some woman was walking up to me and just going off on me like that. But they, 
one of the effects that they did, which really actually was disconcerting, was you know the the walkway through the the, the tunnel. Yeah, that turns, spins makes it feel the, like yeah, you can't get your balance. And you, you the vertigo thing. They did that in three D. And I actually had to close my eyes and put my hand on the rail because I could not function. That oh, wow. re- that really that really fucked with me. And not only did it did, was I like I was like I can't fucking stand. My I really do want to tip right over, but I started getting mildly sick. So I like had to close my eyes and grab the handrail and move through. Yeah. But that was some really f- fuck you weird stuff. And they did the three way th- throughout a three way. Yeah, the three way and yeah, the and the adult, adult and the yeah. adult one, yeah. and then of course the, I always call them the vagina hallways. You know, oh, the, the, the the compression rooms. The, yes, where they, yeah, yeah, where you just walk through and you're just you're, you're being tied against two big inflatable inflate mats, or something. Yeah, and uh, you're being born again. <laughs> That's what they should have done in Hill House. <laughs> the only, the only one of those the spinning tunnel rooms I've ever had a problem with, and I actually got nauseous, like mm-hmm. you were saying. Sure, um, is they they had never really bothered me before. I mean, they'll give you a little bit of you know throw your balance off, but there was one here in Vegas one year. The thing was a little too long, like it was about fifteen feet long in this trailer. So when I got about halfway through. I really started getting the vertigo and the and losing the balance, and I'm I mean I put my hands on the rails and I can't stand up straight. I'm trying to put one foot in front of the other, and just something is some something mm-hmm. cr- signals are getting crossed in my yeah, brain. I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm like no, that's not the right foot. Why can't I, why can't I move? And I'm like I'm getting nauseous. Uh, my eyes are like starting to to roll back and forth, and I'm just like. So I had to. I had to do what you did. I had to close my eyes yeah. and just kind of. Well, you're okay. still there, Jeff. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that, the, that explains a that's lot. That's the funny <laughs> thing about that too. When people would react to those, because it's like it's an optical illusion yeah. that is fucking with your sense of place. Right. If you close your eyes, you're fine because you're not getting the optical feed. But there are yeah. some people. They would just go into full blown panic, and they couldn't handle it. They they would keep opening their eyes, and it's like. Just keep your eyes closed. It's like the the ride at at Trek. Mm-hmm. The ride at Trek ever got too much for you? Close your eyes, because eventually, if you just sit there and feel it, you literally do feel like you're in a box, just getting tossed. You know, rocking back and forth. Yeah, well, exactly. To and fro. Interesting side note on those spinning tunnels. Uh, they were talking uh, one of the behind the scenes things on Six Million Dollar Man. They were talking about. I the, remember the that. episode where he he literally just has to run from one end of the tunnel to the I other. Uh, the it was the the uh, um the abominable not abominable Simone. Yeah, it, it was the, the, uh, the Sasquatch the, yeah, with the, the Sasquatch. Aliens. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the the Sasquatch robot. That's the, so, that was one of their 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 defenses against infiltration. Yeah. And he just he couldn't. Uh, get through the tunnel like yeah. he would get about quarter through the way and then would wind up falling down and having to get back up and they would try it again but uh, i i forgot how many takes they said it it was before he made it one end to the other dude but. it's so fucking funny too because you think about it it's like on tv that that effect means nothing yeah yeah you're just and i remember as a kid going mama what's wrong yeah <laughs> she had a hard time <laughs> explaining this is an illusion that doesn't work on TV. Don't worry yourself too much about it. <laughs> it was so funny because I remember watching that as a kid, and I'm like, oh. 
So is it like generating a? I'm trying to get all trekky, yeah. you know, generating a magnetic field. Is it is it uh, uh, reversing gl- gl- gravity polarity or something? Yep. And it's like no, it's a, it's an optical illusion that doesn't work on TV. And what's fascinating is the first time I heard that story was the first time I went to Universal because they were driving us through that exact same tunnel and the, uh, uh, the avalanche tunnel. Yeah, the uh, exactly and the uh, the. Um, the guide was telling us, you know, little bits of trivia about Universal Studios. And when we got in there, they were telling us, they showed us a little clip on the on the TVs there. And, this, and then they said, interesting note, blah, blah, blah. And then they told us the whole story. And I was like, that's really fascinating. And as you're sitting in, as you go in there and you sit in there, and it's turning, you feel like... The car yeah. you're in is slowly rotating up it to the side it. of it the totally of the tunnel, yeah. and and you're just like, wow! I feel like I'm turned, you know, yeah. ninety degrees on 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 my side. It's a bizarre effect. It really is. I actually have a scary haunted house. Really, <laughs> I, I, I've been through so many. Right, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I get startled and I get fascinated by some of the eerie rooms, and they creep me out. And I, I love the feeling, and, and you get that little. That little hint of fear, that little well, yeah, that little had, excitement that you get going through it. But there was one tingle. that Torgo tickle, absolutely. Well, you and I are the ones that giggle at the thing when we're we're startled. It's like, yeah. oh wow! Of course, of course, it's a reaction. Uh, but there was one haunted house, one haunted house back when I lived in Indiana. Okay, uh, it was when I was seeing this girl Tiffin, and we were with mm-hmm. our friend Tyler. And we were going to went to Indianapolis, and we we're just going to hit a whole bunch of haunted houses. And we had hit a whole bunch, and we're like, "Well, let's call it a night." Just like, no, what, you know what? There's another one that's supposed to be over here. Let's see if they're open, and and just we'll just call it a night after it. That way, we've hit them all that we know of. So we get to it. Don't even know the name of it. When we go, there's it's empty. There's unlike the rest of the night. There's no line. It's just and so we're like ah maybe it's closed well, let's go to the box office uh no they're still open for a little bit so if you want to go through i'll go right ahead and i was like oh yeah let's do this let's do this so it's just the three of us going into this what looks like an abandoned building because it kind of was because that's how they do in indiana and there were no rooms there were no environments in this haunted house it was three dudes in varying stage of dress all with chainsaws and they would basically just chase you room to room and then have ways of heading you off when you got to the next room so you're about halfway through this haunted house that there's only three of us going through it getting the brunt of three dudes with chainsaws over and over again and it's about halfway through this house that you realize nobody knows we're here we're in a room with a bunch of crazy Indiana dudes that own chainsaws. And if they wanted to fuck us up, they absolutely could. And there's <laughs> nothing we could do about it. There's nope. nobody that would know we were gone until it's too late. If we were going to die, this is that moment. And we all kind of came to that conclusion at the same time. Welcome to the joys of Midwest haunted houses. <laughs> and there were, and there were moments where they would trap you in a corner, like the three of them with a chainsaw, and there's nowhere you can go. And, and they finally chased us out. It traumatized Tiffin after that one. Oh, wow. She would not go into haunted houses for a little while. Wow. And she, oh, she was pissed at me for even suggesting to go into this last one. Because that wasn't a haunted house. That was just pure terror. <laughs> so I'm assuming like a Leatherface kind of looking guy. A Leatherface dude, a clown looking dude, and just a fucking redneck. Which is probably <laughs> yeah. just the way he came to work. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, Jimbo. Yeah. Yo, we need a third. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't get the teeth off the saws. Okay, if I still use it, absolutely. Come on <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, some of those uh, those haunted hay rides out in the middle of nowhere, Kansas and Missouri, were pretty terrifying. Not because of the actual people involved, but the fact that you're like, we really are in the middle of nowhere here. And if somebody wanted to truly turn a page in their in their life and just decide sure. i'm gonna be a serial killer there's nothing you could do about it what a great place to do it <laughs> yeah it's like not like anybody's gonna find you for days sure they could have killed us ditched the car it's probably what happened to the last people that went in there probably why it was empty <laughs> we were just gonna get stacked on the other bodies that's what it felt like so that was the only scary haunted house that i went through and not that i'd want to repeat it either because it was not fun once you realize that there are no rooms that they built, there are no environments, there's no, oh, this is the laboratory, oh, this is the spider room, there's none of that. They're just like, this is it's, the abandoned office of this yeah. meatpacking company, the, here's where they used to assemble all this shit. <laughs> they probably put blankets around the side of the room because I remember just like that, just sheets Ooh. on the wall. So it's not like they put any thought into this, it's like, we're going to charge these people 10 bucks and chase them with chainsaws throughout all these rooms. Have a time. So, yeah, it was gross, but boy, do I remember that house. <laughs> I kind of want to go to that house. <laughs> yeah, really. Feel free. They probably still do it. How yeah. did they... How, remember uh, in New York and other places, they were having new level of... No, they still house? do that. Uh, if, if Blackout. That's the name of yeah. the company that does it in New York. I think they do People one in LA. People will touch you and oh, stuff yeah, that's, like that's that. Oh, yeah. That's part of it. You, you will get uh, semi-tortured in some of these. Uh, Freakling Brothers have one. They have one of their houses. It's specifically, uh, I think the official term is extreme haunted house. Mm-hmm. Extreme. Yeah, you got to yeah. sign a waiver. And yeah, where they right? will yeah. T- they will they will they will not only grab you, they will they will pick you up. They'll put bags over your head and throw you places. You you will get physically assaulted in these. Ooh. Why the hell would you want to go to that? Like holy. F- and then you have the extreme extreme. I can't even remember the guy's name. He used to be in California. But now he's had to move his operation to Tennessee because California basically chased him out. <laughs> he started doing these extreme haunted houses that only invited one to two people in, and they are eight-hour endeavors. And he puts them on YouTube, and you pretty much have the safe word that once you use that safe word, you're, you're done. And it's how far you can... You know what? I take it back. They don't even have a safe word anymore. He decides how much he feels you can take. So even when you want out, nope. they don't let you out. And it is fucking torture. So this wow. is on YouTube? Like, what was it called? And not uh, even the Jacksons torture. No, yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank I need to know because I want to check Thank you for giving me out. the music for this episode, actually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all... Hey, I we, just can't fight this feeling. We all, uh, we all contributed today. This is great. We don't contribute every week, Kirsten. I mean, but That's I hurtful. mean, Matt and I got the name, and you got the theme music, and mm. you know, Todd got the tickle. <laughs> I do. I still do. What's your tickle? Oh, actually, don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> what is your scariest haunted house experience? Yeah, yeah, Write go. to us comments at uglycouchshow.com or put it on the Shock Monkeys Facebook page that uh, Michael Johnson wonderfully runs to this day. And uh, until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. I'm going to find this haunted house. Yeah, I need to see it.
Yeah, that sounds interesting. You said he's got the videos on YouTube, right? He does. And I, I used to watch them, and then I realized I don't want to watch these anymore because yeah. it's called McCamey Manor. M-C-K-A-M-E-Y. Hold on. M-C-K-E. Well, I was never a fan of K-A-M-E-Y. I was never the fan of torture as part of a... And he films you going through it. Mm -hmm. And you have to have a... uh, Just look up McCamey Manor. Write it in a weird way. Google will figure it out for you. (laughs) Um, I I can't figure out this McCamey dude. there's, There's a screw loose in this dude. It's... You have to f- fill out all these forms. He tells you to meet at a specific place where they kidnap you, throw you in a truck, and take you to the house. <laughs> Survival horror. That's what he's calling it now. Oh, it sure is. Survival horror. It sure is. I I, I, I am well, not Matt's, into... Matt's like excited. How is McCamey Manor legal? Question mark. That's, that, a, that's <laughs> a fine question. That's a fine fucking question. Uh, I won't do uh, extreme houses. I... I that is not my thing. I, nope. I I like the rules of the monsters won't touch you, you don't touch them. I'm cool with that uh, contract. It could have been those three clowns in a there's chainsaw. There's a there's a there's a fucking horror franchise in this. Why hasn't this happened yet? It kind of is. Octo- houses that October built that I brought up last week. Oh, That's, is that it? That kind of is what this is about. Okay, where they are looking for the most extreme haunted experience. And yeah, they are going to an extreme haunted house, and it turns out uh, those three clowns with the chainsaw are real, and they kill you. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's so, cool. So awesome. Ho- house is October built. So mm. McCamey Manor, check it McCamey out, man. and be sad that you did. Holy shit, dude! <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm looking at some of these like thumbnails for the videos, and like, there's this girl all bound up, blood all over her. What the fuck? <laughs>